episode 472 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. Back to normal, kind of, even though we're recording a day earlier than usual. Uh, I am with uh, Josh Langford, as always. Hola, senor. It's so early in the day, I'm not used to this. The sun is out. (laughs) The sun will come out in six months. That's the Alaska version. I was singing that to the kids the other day, and then I pulled up the Annie soundtrack, and I was like, wow. Did you pull up the remake one with Jamie Foxx and, you know, you didn't pull up that one? Because Jamie Foxx is such a good Daddy Warbucks. No. (laughs) I mean, they didn't even shave him bald. Daddy Warbucks, he's got to be bald. Just saying. We went to the original Broadway cast recording, the one that I grew up listening to, the one that... We went to Philadelphia and we saw a production of it. Really? Which, yeah, when I was a kid. It was when it was the Annie rage going on in the mid-70s. And <laughs> I had some rage about Annie as well. Not the good yep. kind. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of weird. I'm recording here at home. Uh, I'm, I actually came home this weekend to get some work done in the house, uh, like do the dishes and stuff, because... I've got a packing party in a couple of weeks. I've got a bunch of people coming here, so I'm trying to get stuff ready. Uh, but we're going to pack up my entire house, put it all in the garage so I can move it. So, yeah, it should be interesting. I'm a little worried. <laughs> I've been in this house for 12 years almost. Uh, so this week, new releases, what we're playing, or uh, news items, what we're playing and watching around PS Nation, my full review of Severed for the PlayStation Vita, and some emails. Uh, but first, let's get through the normal stuff. I'm a little out of it. I'll, I'm, I'm serious. It's too early for me to be recording. It's it's so weird. I'm not used to having this much light in the room. I usually have all the lights turned off, you know, send a candle over the side. A little sexy whoa, time. Whoa, whoa. All right. No. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. No. no. Oh, yeah. No. No. Um, <laughs> and I just shot uh, an unboxing video. For one of our new affiliates, uh, we started up an affiliate thing with Loot Crate. So they sent me a Loot Crate and uh, shot a really quick video for it. So I'll put that together probably tomorrow and get that up uh, posted this week. So we can show people what it's all about. But, yeah. So, been kind of a busy morning already. Uh, Let's get through the house cleaning. If you want to reach us or find all the cool stuff about PlayStation Nation, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Uh, obviously, the hub of all things PlayStation Nation is over at psnation.com. Uh, head over there, find all the reviews, all the news articles, all the other articles we uh, put up. Uh, and you can go to the forums by just hitting the forums button or going to psnation.com slash forums and get in on the conversations we got over there. Sean has been making it a point to post a daily thread even. So we've uh, always got kind of a, a bunch of new things to talk about. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed uh, Sam and I were kind of expecting some some hate mail, some hate messages for the the episode last week, and nothing. So it's it's just been well, very nice things. I, I didn't have a chance to send one. Him and his goddamn clackety keyboard. <laughs> well, someone has to fill in for you. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, whenever somebody fills in for you, I actually have to mail them. I have to overnight a keyboard to them, just so that they can fill in fully. It's good. Give that full Josh Langford experience. It's important. Of course. Uh, (laughs) 
So head over to psnation.com. Uh, like I said, if you go to the contact us section on the left side, you're going to see our email address. You're going to be able to press a button to send us an email. Make it hate mail if you want. Mainly just hate on Sam about all the Wii U talk, really. Uh, you can also find our PSN names there, our Twitter <laughs> accounts. What? I, I love how you guys were like, yeah, I can't wait for Star Fox. Can't wait for Star Fox. Eh, I wouldn't say – I have been. I wasn't saying that because I – You were both excited for it. You were both well, like, yeah, it's going to be great. It, I, I hope it, looked it good. looks like it's going to be good. And yeah, yeah it apparently wasn't. <laughs> well, graphically, et cetera, et cetera, I think it is really good. But the fact that they're forcing – uh, the the waggle controls with the gamepad. Yeah, it was funny too because Sam posted on on Facebook and he goes, oh, "I've been playing it for a while and I really like it." Da, da, da. You know, even though even the controls people are complaining about, I don't like it or I like it, I like it. And about two hours later, he posted another thing like, "Okay, how can I gracefully back away from what I said because I hate the controls <laughs> now?" <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I am not going to buy the game. I, I boxed up the Wii U. And uh, I was kind of keeping it around just in case Star Fox was going to be good. But uh, the fact that the... Uh, so um, Nintendo had Platinum Games make Star Fox Zero. Um, and then Nintendo kind of ran it. What is kind of coming out in the reviews now is that it really seems like Nintendo you know, forklifted in a bunch of, hey, you know, we have the gamepad, we have the the motion controls, you need to forklift lift that end of the game somehow. And the game director from Platinum Games quit the day, yeah. the day the game came out, he quit. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it sounds like Nintendo just really did what Nintendo does best, and that is worries more about their dead system and what it, what it supposedly can do and not about making a great game that people want to play. <clears throat> Which is odd, because Nintendo used to really care about the games themselves. But, you know, ever since the Wii did so well, and obviously it's because of the waggle controls, and that's why we had a terrible attach rate. Um, let's do that again, you know, some, something new and quirky with the new system, and yeah. It really pisses me off, because... There are more, in my opinion, there are more bad Star Fox games than there are good ones at this point. And it, it's really frustrating, because that is probably my favorite Nintendo-based game, is Star Fox and the SNES. I, it, it's one of my all-time favorite games. So, I'm, it's very frustrating. But yeah, I, I mean, we were both excited for it. Uh, but I had been hearing rumblings about the control stuff even since last year, and yeah, it's, it's very frustrating. Damn you, Nintendo. Damn you for ruining my franchise. My favorite franchise. Yeah. Mm. Uh, where were we? Uh, leave us a voicemail on Skype at WDT-Torgo. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PSNationPage. Uh, if you'd like to stream your podcast, you can do so over at Stitcher. You can do it on TuneIn Radio. And they finally added support on Google Play Music. Uh, the funny thing was, the first day that they did it, you could only get to it on the web version on the, on the browser. Uh, they have updated the clients now so that you can get to the podcast on the clients as well. And it's real slick. They did a nice job with it. So you can just do a search for PS Nation on Google Play Music if you have an Android device and subscribe to our podcast there. Uh, and if it works very, very well, it lets you cache it and everything else. Uh, don't forget our podcast network over at VGEVO.com. 
And uh, last but not least, over at psnation.com, that affiliate link section. Like I mentioned, we just started a affiliate program with Loot Crate. I think there's another one, too. Like, Isn't it uh, Geekbox, I think, is the other one? I forget what it's called. Some yeah, box I, something. I forgot, too. One of the um, 52,000 different box, monthly box things that are out now. Well, a couple of them have kind of disappeared. So it sounds like the stronger surviving. And, I mean, you know, Loot Loo Crate good. is the one that's been around the longest. And some disappeared, but then the ones that have been around have added like 52 different yeah. specialized boxes yeah. that you can get. But the cool thing is our link just takes you to Loot Crate. You can pick whatever you want out of that, so you're not held yeah. to one specific one. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but we have the affiliate link section over there. If you scroll down that left side of that front page, you'll see affiliate store links. And we've got a ton of them. We've got uh, like Best Buy, we've got GameStop, we've got Walmart, we've got uh, this company that sells like beer parts and, and supplies for making your own beer. We've got Loot Crate, like I mentioned. And obviously we have Amazon uh, in seven different countries, I think it is. So uh, just click on that link. takes you to the store. doesn't change your pricing. doesn't change your experience. But we get a little piece of the action for referring you over to those sites. And guess what? That's how we pay our bills. That's how we pay for our, our web servers, which I am actually looking this week into getting us an upgraded server because we've been hammering it so hard that it's been crashing like once a week lately. We've been running out of memory. So, yeah. So, uh, looking at putting us on a new server, which is going to cost more money, uh, but that, you know, we have to pay for our bandwidth every month, our podcast hosting, our E3 trip, you know, the hotel, the the car, the flights, all that stuff. Um, So, that money has to come from somewhere, and that's these affiliate links. So, thank you to everybody that supports us in that way, and, and it definitely does help. So, don't worry, I'm not spending it on frivolous stuff for, for Josh. Like $600 bottles of Crystal that he takes one drink of and throws it away. That's what he well, wants. That's all it's worth. It. Yeah. One sip. And, <laughs> and then you realize that it tastes drink. like warm piss. Just a sip. <laughs> I just well, need it so I can make my music video where I'm like exactly. pouring it all over, over the bitches. Yeah. <laughs> By bitches, I mean me and Mason. <laughs> Oh, and, and um, so as a quick update, the email finally went out uh, for the physical prizes for Extra Life. I apologize for taking so long, but quite frankly, all the prizes are in my parents' basement. And up until a couple weeks ago, I really wasn't comfortable going down a flight of stairs like that. Um, so the email's out. Now, the interesting part is there are four people that didn't put their real email address in, one of those being the, one that, uh, the person that won the Disney Infinity stuff. Of course. Yeah. So uh, after the break, I'll try to look up those names and see if we can call them out here and, and give them an opportunity to send us their real email address so I can get their address and everything from them. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. You know what? They may – no, somebody sent me an email. I wonder if it was that person. I'll have to look it up. Uh, somebody sent me an email. This was months ago. <clears throat> saying when's this stuff going out? And – and I said, I don't even have addresses. I wouldn't even know what to do with anything. And Glenn has to go through and get addresses. Yeah. So it may have been that person. Well, I mean, if you find that email, somebody else entirely. Yeah, if you find that email, shoot it to me. And uh, but I'll, I'll call the names out after the break, and and we'll try to get those those in, the information from those people. But again, apologies for uh, for the lateness. Um, wasn't anything I could control, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that's it for me. Finally. All right. So new releases. 
All right. All right. All right. Uh, maybe with the new releases. Okay, so we start with hmm. uh, something that's coming out on April 29th that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The Thrustmaster T-Flight Hotas for Flight Stick huh. for $69.99. It is for PS4 and PC with a little sliding switch. Yeah. Uh, it's a fancy stick. <laughs> um, with throttle. Comprehensive flight gear, five axes, 12 action buttons, one rapid fire trigger, multi directional hat. Hmm. And yes. Oh, does have a new hat? Yes. This is actually and pretty nice. They, of course, frequently bought together at Amazon is the stick, Air Conflicts Pacific Carriers PlayStation 4 Edition, and Air Conflicts Vietnam Ultimate Edition for the PlayStation 4 as well. Well, there you go. Because those might be the only games that you can use it on. No, actually, it's not. Uh, you can use it with War Thunder as well. And right now, if you buy it, I don't know if this is off the Amazon one, but if you buy it, you get a War Thunder starter pack, including the XP-38G Lightning Plane, which is an awesome plane, a premium account for seven days, 500 Golden Eagles, which is really nice, because that's the in-game currency. <clears throat> uh, no, it, it, this looks really <laughs> nice. It's got full rudder. I'm, I, I think the rudder is done by uh, twisting the stick. Uh, you've got a full throttle on the left side of it. It's all in one base, so it's not split like a lot of the more expensive ones. Oh, no, detachable throttle. Nice. And then I must... Yeah, I should probably jump to the, uh, <clears throat> the release that's coming May 5th, which is the Thrustmaster TFRP Flight Rudder Pedals ah. for PC and PlayStation 4, okay. which is eighty nine ninety nine, more than the stick itself. <laughs> Well, those are if they're the ones that I'm thinking of, they're pretty heartily made. Um, there's a big thing with the flight sim community about like having realistic uh, rudders. So much, in fact, that there's a guy. I want to say he's in Germany that actually manufactures rudder pedals crafted after a Messerschmitt. Hmm. With all real mechanicals, everything they're built like just with whole nothing but metal. Mess of Messerschmitt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, it's a it's a big thing with these guys, and I'm trying to see here. What's the well, this it's the first rudder to feature the smart slide rail system for smooth steering. Oh yeah. Okay. So this sounds a lot more like uh, what the guy makes. So interesting ergonomic design allowing you to put your entire foot on the pedal with heel rests that are removable uh differential braking two large pedals a system of four slide rails crafted of industrial grade aluminum for perfect smooth sliding motion blah 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 blah. ergonomic versatile ergonomic design for all types of flight aerial combat space adventure civil flight yeah Hmm. blah 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 nice so, yeah, the two of them. And the stick itself does have the PlayStation button, the share button, and the options button on it. So it is fully PlayStation 4 compatible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't even find this stuff on their website. <laughs> yep. Um, I'll have to email them, see if there's a possibility we can get a hold of one, because I would love to check this out. Uh, I've wanted a. I, I have a stick that I got from a friend a long time ago. It's a USB one that actually works with War Thunder, but 
This one, man, this is sweet. I, yeah, I loved, I loved my old Microsoft. The Sidewinder. Yeah. Yeah, that thing was amazing. It was force feedback. It was. Uh, I, I'll never forget playing like MechWarrior with it, MechWarrior Two. Oh yeah. And also Interstate seventy six. Like when you would oh. blow a tire out, or somebody would shoot a tire, it would actually start pulling that way. I started using it for um, the uh, X-Wing TIE Fighter games. Of course. It was awesome for that. I still have it, but I'm going to throw it away because you can't use it anymore. Thanks, Microsoft. Oh, you mean your own product you won't support past Windows XP? Thanks, Microsoft. Thanks so much for not having drivers for your own fucking product on your own fucking operating system. Thanks, Microsoft. You're the best. Asshole. Angry? <laughs> uh, dude, I love that stick. I, so do I. And how the... Ugh. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that was a DirectX thing. They basically... Is, uh, as soon as like a new version of DirectX came out, support was literally taken out of it. And that was it. So, thanks a lot, Microsoft. You're the yeah. best. You love gaming. You're all over gaming. That's, that's why you just put so much effort into the Xbox all the time. That's why you close all the studios. Sorry, a little bitter. Speaking of which, yeah, they—I mean, this has been out for a while now, but they announced ceasing production on the Xbox 360. Yeah, did and they you see did, that? Um, they go for ten years. Yeah, yeah, did almost eleven years actually. Forbes tweeted it wrong, and they said that Sony is stopping production on the Xbox 360. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oops. So yeah, I mean, I guess I, I I think we're all a little bit surprised that they did at least keep it in production for ten years. Um, <laughs> they were still fulfilling uh, RMAs for Red Rings. Well, maybe. <laughs> but um, yeah. So <sighs> I mean, I guess they'll still they're still going to support. You know, if your 360 breaks down, you can send it in and get it repaired and all that stuff. But yeah something to keep in mind that you know once they're off the store shelves that's it then you're going to be paying ebay prices yeah. if you want to get one sometime down the line to replace something so every now and then i look at the newer model because mine doesn't have Two. hdmi on it i'm like oh maybe i should get one and then i'm like wait they're putting them all on the xbox one anyway so there's no point yeah my i have well i got the elite because i waited because i was like there's no way i'm getting a it doesn't have HDMI. What's what's the point? You well, know, and it doesn't I'm, have a big hard drive. What's the point? I had the I had the cool VGA output, <laughs> and I had the component output, so that was good enough for me. But uh, the plasma that you and I have hates the original 360. I cannot hmm. get it to work over VGA. I you have to use component, and even then, it, it looks weird. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I waited. I mean, I wasn't going to get one, and and then I saw a couple of those games that looked like they were going to be exclusive forever and weren't. Eventually, <laughs> um, right. some are still, but those are Microsoft titles. Like Bioshock didn't look like it was going anywhere, and there were a couple others that didn't look like they were ever coming to the PS4 right. or PS3. Um, so when the Elite came out, and I saw, I was like, well, that has a an actual decent sized hard drive and it has HDMI. I said, all right, well that I can do that. I will do. Sure. So I got it. Eh. And that one did eventually red ring, 
Microsoft, you know, I sent it right to them. This was well into it where they were, you know, it was like a well-oiled machine. It was just like, go online, send it in. They sent it right back. It was my exact same machine. Sure. Which was perfect because I had heard, you know, you might not get your machine back. You might get a different one. It was the exact same machine. I got a different one back. But like I said, I had the red ring before it was cool. So I don't think they really... I don't think they were expecting uh, that flood when when mine red ringed, and they were super nice. They were awesome to work with, totally. Yeah. So yeah, that's a huge mess for them. Oh yeah, big time, big time. And most likely, they counted every single one of those replacements as a new unit. Oh, I'm sure. So so. <laughs> So take that stuff away, and eh, they're in third place. Well, either even don't take that stuff away. They're in third place overall. Yeah. Worldwide, last gen. Yeah. Same thing as, again, you know, they, they tout, we were the number one, and we were the best, and we were the first, and we were, yeah, in the U.S. Exactly. But there's an entire world market here, and you're dead last <laughs> if you count everything. <laughs> when I'm seeing Xbox One sales in Japan, uh every week that are under a hundred units sold. I don't really think you should be tooting your horn very much. Mm. And even EA, uh, one of the VPs at EA, I think it was the sales, the VP of sales or something kind of leaked that it still doesn't seem that the Xbox one has actually sold over 20 million in the U or uh, in the world. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't EA. It was somebody else. No. Well, the, the story I saw was EA. Yeah, well, the uh, one I saw, somebody was doing their, um, I don't think it was EA. I it think was it was EA. like a, a different company. Um, somebody said they were they were doing their quarterly earnings reports and and um, forecasts. Yeah. And they said, well, with this coming out, you know, we're going to be on those twenty two million Xbox Ones or something like that. And everybody was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> the because Microsoft Microsoft who used to tout the numbers like mad. At yeah. the beginning of every every quarter or every month, even they were number one, number one. Look at our numbers. Look at our numbers. And then they said, "Well, our Xbox family as a whole." Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, now they're counting 360 and Xbox One numbers, so that it doesn't look as bad. Here's the story from six weeks or six weeks, six days ago. Total sales of the Xbox One haven't yet hit 20 million. If the chief financial officer of EA is to be believed, that's not a favorable comparison to the PS4, which has sold 35.9 million, according to Sony. So, but does it say what he was talking about? Like where he's... Uh, Blake Jorgensen, EA CFO, told investors during the company's third quarter earnings call that the combined lifetime sales of the Xbox One and PS4 was about 55 million units. Although Jorgensen didn't break down the split, Sony, which regularly reports sales for the PS4, provided enough information to reverse engineer the Xbox One figure. In January, Sony revealed that the PS4 had sold 35.9 million. This is January meaning that the sales for the Xbox One, if both EA's and Sony's figures are correct, stand at around $19.1 million. Okay. Yeah. So this is a while yeah. back. I mean, this, it's April now, and yeah. But it's crazy. That's still, yeah, it's crazy. But, but the thing is, and, and I mean, I get it. I know why they're not saying anything and why they suddenly started combining the numbers, because it looks bad for them. But it looks bad for them in comparison to the PS4. Yeah. In comparison to the 360, they're outselling what the 360 did. To this Actually, point. I don't think they are anymore. 
If I, I, I thought I saw another uh, story where they've now gone past that curve. Have they? I, I yeah. thought they were still above it. I, I should really save this shit when I see it, but I thought that I saw that they finally kind of surpassed <laughs> that, and that's not the case anymore. But because okay, I mean, last I looked, yeah, they were. But either way, you know, they're they're selling well. It's just the the PS4 is a ridiculous force of nature. It's outselling yeah. the PS2. Well, it makes which, sense that they want to replace it so quickly. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. the the thing the thing about Microsoft and and I don't think I'm the only one thinking this, but it's very obvious to me that Xbox One is the last console they'll ever, they'll ever make. They're making such a push to make the Xbox One and PC ecosystems in terms of gaming just across the board. They're not going to be split in any way, and that's why you keep seeing all of their first party games come out for PC as well. Um, the fact that you can stream the stuff from my, uh, Xbox One over to PC, you know, it's, it's, you can definitely see that shift happening. And the, the, the truth of the matter is the Xbox division has never made money. It loses money every year. So I think they're finally going to ready to cut the strings. That's, that's what we, that's what I see at least. Mm. I mean, they're going to support the Xbox One as long as they need to, but uh, I don't think they'll ever do another console. I mean, they might do a set-top box, kind of like the Xbox One was already pushed to be, uh, but I don't really see them ever doing a, a dedicated console again. I just don't see it happening. I'd be surprised if they didn't. <clears throat> I mean, I think the only thing you'll ever see of the Xbox name is making that kind of their gaming brand for PC. You know what I mean? Almost like the 3DO did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. The 3DO. Um, okay, so let's move on here okay. into releases. <laughs> uh, the Mad Cat's Triton Katana. Triton. Well, I say Triton, but it's TT. T-R-I-T-T. I know. Which I would know. be Triton. Uh, I always called it Triton, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's how could that be Triton with two T's? Um, Katana HD 7.1 wireless headset for gaming consoles, PC, smart devices, and HDMI audio sources <gasps> for $199.99. Yes, so this will work for the PS4, PS3, Wii U, Xbox One. Yeah, your phone. <laughs> your <laughs> like, mom. Yeah, uh, two hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then we have Battleborn from 2K. Now we have an actual game coming what? up. Uh, Battleborn. It's $59.99. Man, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's $59.99. There is a digital deluxe edition for $74.99. Yeah. It includes the season pass, which is being sold separately for nineteen ninety nine. So it's cheaper to get it this way if you're going to get the season pass. True. But beyond that, all I can find is that it includes the season pass and digital bonuses. Ah, so new. <laughs> the hell that may be. Yeah. Yes. New hat and new gloves. So it's five dollars cheaper if you're going to get. And that whole idea of the season pass just pisses me off. They're like, okay, here's the $60 game, and here's the $20 season pass that's yeah. going to get added on top of it. Yep. So it's not a $60 game. It's an $80 game exactly. if you want to really play it. 
I always love when somebody puts a NeoGAF thread up about like when are games going to be more than $60. I'm like, uh, aren't they all now? Yeah. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, remember that uh, <laughs> Darksiders mask? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Well, now you can slowly keep building your cosplay with the Nordic Games Darksiders replica <laughs> Chow Cedar sword. <laughs> <laughs> Chaos Eater. <laughs> when you look at it, it's Chow Cedar. Yeah, Chow Cedar. Sword. <laughs> it is only one forty nine ninety nine. Hmm. And that comes out May second. Interesting. It is a highly detailed 45.27-inch replica of Chow Cedar. <laughs> I just love that. A lot it. of uh, Chow's deceit. The sword wielded by the horseman war in the hit game Darksiders. Right. Be- <laughs> this is even better. Beautiful and high-quality PU foam sword. <laughs> <laughs> PU? I wonder what that means, besides yes. the obvious. Ideal for LARPing and cosplay. Oh, boy. Yes. So I should buy two? Because, you know, I'm into that stuff big time. And that will go with your latex death mask that was thirty nine ninety nine that came out a little while ago. <laughs> that reminds me, I saw on the internet this guy, um, I had to tweet how much I love the world sometimes. Um, sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> rarely, not, uh, this just made me smile so much. Uh, not the initial headline, but when I read into it, uh, th- there was a prisoner in some guy in prison somewhere, um, had challenged, uh, the prison system said he was a pastafarian. Uh, he follows the flying spaghetti monster and wow. that it should be treated as a proper religion. Oh boy. Like every, that, like his religious rights were being infringed upon. Um, because why wasn't he able, you know, why were all these other people able to get their religious items and, and needs met, but not him. Right. And the court eventually threw the case out and said, no, it's a parody. It's not a proper religion and blah, blah, blah. And somewhere down in the quotes, the judge wrote, as evidenced by his his need to wear his religious garb, which included a pirate costume. <laughs> <laughs> which I just lost it. I thought, oh, my gosh. That's great. <laughs> if he could have gotten that. And then he's walking around prison with his pirate costume. <laughs> oh, my God. The problem is everybody be awesome trying to get that. his booty. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I just love that. <laughs> so uh so back to Battleborn really quick. Yes. Uh we are going to have a review copy of it, but it sounds like they're doing kind of the same thing that they that uh, Ubisoft did with the division and that is uh they're not going to have anything anything out there for review until the game actually launches because it's got such an online presence. Uh so Dave will be doing that review obviously because it's a very similar uh, similar type game to like Destiny or, De- or The Division. Uh, so Dave's going to have that one. We don't know when we're going to have it. Uh, but obviously, as soon as that happens, I'm sure he'll probably do some live streams, that sort of thing. So if you're interested in that game at all, keep an eye out on our uh, on our YouTube channel and on our Twitch channel and all that good stuff and uh, on Twitter because I'm sure he'll need people to play with. Yeah, I'm really excited for the game. It sounds like... The beta went really well. Uh, it sounds like a lot of people played the beta, and uh, I've, I've heard a lot of good things out of it. So 
definitely want to check it out. I don't know if the timing is right, uh, since the division is still going pretty strong, but it's going to be interesting now with, with three different competing games in a very similar space. Is Destiny going to be able to keep up? or Yeah. And also, you should be happy. Borderlands 3 is get, getting done. Got officially announced well, this weekend. That I'm more interested in. I, and I, I don't know what it is. Just something about Battleborn, the, the art style, the... I don't know what it is. It just never... Hmm. Every time I saw it, I was just kind of like, eh. Hmm. I don't know. And maybe if I played it, I'd feel differently. Yeah. But every time we we saw it at like we saw it at PSX, where anywhere we saw it, I was just kind of like, eh, I've really eh. enjoyed it. Uh, what I played, I didn't get to play the uh, the ba- the latest beta, but I've had the alpha and everything, and and I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, I, I I think it's a little more funny. I think you know it's not as it's not as over the top as as. Um, the Borderlands games are, but uh, you know, I really like the art style on it, and I've, I've had a great time playing the game. So, I'm very interested in it. I still want to get back and play the Division uh, as soon as my thumb works better. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be weird. So they said that once Battleborn's done and the DLC's done, uh, they'll go full bore on Borderlands Three. So I wouldn't say expect it anytime soon, but it is it's it's officially going to going to be a thing now, which is exciting, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So. Well, cool. Another game that I think a lot of people are going to be excited for got announced this weekend. We even got a release date on it, which is crazy. Uh, Mafia 3 is coming mm. from Hangar 13 and 2K coming uh, this year, Mafia 3, uh, on October 7th, 2016, available for PC, Xbox One, and PS4. We have a new trailer up on our website. It looks really freaking good. Really freaking good. Uh, and, and basically the notes here are, check out the new Mafia 3 one-way road story trailer, which gives a glimpse of a Vietnam veteran Lincoln Clay on his path to building a new family from the ashes of the old after, ashes of the old after his circuit family, the Black Mob, is betrayed and wiped out by the Italian Mafia in New Bordeaux. So definitely... You know, a, a new newer time frame than the other games, and uh, definitely a more diverse story from what it looks like. So, very excited. Looks like it happens in the seventies. Yeah, big asshole muscle cars and stuff. Yep. Shaft. He's one bad mother. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm excited for this one, man. I really love the series. So, very very cool. All right. Uh, uh, are these links to our site? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because it's not coming up for me. <laughs> That's weird because it worked. They all worked for me. Try it again because I think it might have just crashed. Our site? Yep. Well, that's yeah. possible. It's been doing that a lot. Yeah, I'm getting a connection timed out. Oh, trying- all right. Our site's crashing then. Uh, all right. Well, I've already got the pages up, so I guess I'll do the next ones. <laughs> all right then. <laughs> Uh, next up, Mirror's Edge Catalyst is going to be delayed slightly. Original uh, original date was going to be May 23rd. It has been pushed out to June 7th in North America and June 9th in Europe. Uh, I love how they say, the delay will give the developers extra time to address any issues that arise from the closed beta happening on April 22nd to the 26th, which is happening right now, obviously. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, and it's something I won't play. I just, I don't like this series. Uh-huh. It's not for me. 
I like it. It can be frustrating at times, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I've been playing the beta. Oh, have you? Yes. Are you allowed to talk about it? I have no idea. <laughs> because I would think that I, you're allowed to talk about it. Yeah, I don't know. I saw the the agreement. Yeah. You know, the agreement comes up on screen. And I went, uh, yeah, accept. You know, you didn't even have to scroll. I was like, what am I going to do? So Not in other words, accept? you're going to be a human centipede pretty soon. Yeah, probably. Way to go. Well, the the bothersome thing about all of it is that on the screen. Oh. Site's working again. I don't know what happened. Okay. On the screen, uh, it'll show like in a small font. And I didn't notice it at first. I just thought it was I, I wasn't noticing what it said at first because it, it's just this little like four or five lines of text that are moving around the screen. Just it's here, then it's up here in the corner, then it's down here, then it's in the middle, then it's over here, then it's over there. It's just bouncing around the screen. And I thought it was just, you know, crazy computer stuff going on in the world as you as you're loading up the game and everything. Sure. And then I kind of glanced at it and looked at it and really read it. It has my PSN ID. It has my IP address. It has a whole bunch of stuff on it. Because I guess you're not allowed to do screenshots or anything either. either. Oh, well, it's because, probably because it's, or, it's still a beta. We don't want people showing it because it might change. Yes, and or video or streaming because the moment you do that, they'll know exactly who you are because it's on the screen. So they're doing the same thing that Bethesda did with the Doom Alpha where your name is popping all over the screen. That's interesting. Is that what they did? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of annoying. It's, it's really, I don't like it at all, <laughs> actually. Well, yeah, if, if your name is popping around the net, don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, I can talk about when I played it a couple months ago. Sure. You, you know, definitely can. At, at Comic-Con, because uh, what I'm playing now is very similar to what I played <laughs> a couple months ago. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Mirror's Edge. It looks beautiful. What I played a couple months ago. I'm not talking about the beta. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's just go back and listen to that if yeah. anybody wants to know. But yeah. yeah, it's mirror's edge. The thing with so. me is I like combat and I don't like hand to hand. Like it's in the, it, it's so anti-combat in that game. And I, and I get why they're yeah. doing it. It's just not for me. That's all. Yeah. Not, uh, not putting it down at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this next, you know what I think the problem is? Bitly is down. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's ooh, why it didn't work. Ooh, wait a second. <clears throat> com. Uh, oh, hey, there's our website. Yay. Look at that. Yay. So scroll, go over to the second page, and you can find the next next item we talk about. It. Page number dos. Numero dos, sir. Go to page numero dos. Oh, my gosh. With the kids, I was, <laughs> I was messing around, and I'm mixing French, Spanish, Italian, German, Russian, yeah, all the little bits... Why yeah, not just screw them up completely? Exactly. All the little bits of every language I could do. And then I'll, I'll speak like, I'll speak like this with an accent or something ridiculous. <laughs> and just to make them laugh their asses off. And I'll get the two of them giggling and laughing. And it's great. And then I'm throwing all these words out. And they're like, what? And they're laughing at the words. and Because they're all just crazy different languages. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. So... Shadow Complex Remastered. This is pretty freaking awesome. This is super sweet. Because this was an amazing game on the 360. I actually consider this one of the best games for the 360 ever. Yeah. 
Yeah. And all right, so Shadow Complex Remastered is coming to the PS4. It's coming May 3rd. Boom. boom. Remastered graphics, additional master challenges, and much more. Yeah. Uh, basically, a Metroidvania game. Really, really freaking well done. It's a gorgeous uh, game, too. Yeah. I can't wait to see the, the remade stuff. And uh, we're yeah. definitely getting this for review. I've already talked to them, and, and we are definitely on the list to get this for review. Um, I never got to finish it on the 360, so I'm actually very excited to have it on PS4 that I can start over start over and, and play all the way through because it's been so long. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I this should is, either, but I think yeah, Nolan I North, love that game. I think Nolan North did the voice for the character, too. I think he did, yeah. I think it was like right in that, I think it was, it was kind of the beginning of when Nolan North was pretty much the the voice of every video game for about four or five years. So, yeah, yeah it's it's awesome. If you like Metroidvania games, more Metroidvania, in my opinion. I think it's more of a Metroid clone uh, in terms of the, the mechanics and everything else than it is with any it's of the just, Vania stuff. It's a badass side-scrolling platformer. Heck yeah. You know? Yeah, and with with just the way the backgrounds work and everything, it's just really really cool. It's yeah. I'm glad that you know people who never had a 360 will now get to play it because it is a fantastic game. Agreed, and it's it's funny because it was made by Cherry Entertainment, who got bought by Amazon to start making games for Amazon. So I don't know if Cherry remastered it or if they had somebody else do it. Oh. So yeah, but uh, it it is it's just awesome. You should buy it if you like yep. those kind of games. All right. Let the hate begin. <sighs> so I think this is about the fourth week we, we, we've talked about this. But the speculation is over. Uh, so we've had all these rumors going around about the, the updated PlayStation 4. A lot of people calling it the PS4K, obviously. Uh, well, details came out this week directly from Sony. Not to the public, but somebody leaked them out right away. Uh, actually before they came out, so I'm pretty sure it was a developer at a first party that leaked it originally. Uh, but <clears throat> they are codenaming it Neo, and we We're get all the details. For the whole, for the whole <laughs> Matrix thing with uh, Morpheus and Neo, and yeah, Ooh, somebody I, over there is a big fan. Oh, shit. <laughs> Whoa. I'm a little bit better. Uh... <sighs> I'm seriously, I'm almost angry about this, but we'll talk about it anyway. So, I've seen the documents. Um, I'm not going to read from them today. I'm not going to do any of that stuff, but I have actually seen them. Uh, They were uploaded to the private site for developers. Um, I was able to see them on Tuesday. Uh, Read through them. I, I understand most of it. I think overall the best article that's up there, because Giant Bomb kind of dropped the bomb right away. Uh-huh. Um, that was unintentional. <clears throat> they kind of dropped everything uh, before Digital Foundry could really get this up, but Eurogamer's Digital Foundry did a very, very good analysis and a very good but also very technical explanation of a lot of things. Uh, way better than I actually could, so uh, that's kind of what I've been working off of. <coughs> Uh, so first up, it is happening. It sounds like uh, submissions can start in August for software. Uh, from what things are looking like, it sounds like it will be out this year. They haven't given any of that information to anybody. But just kind of looking at how things are laid out, it almost seems like it's probably going to be out for Christmas. So I would say late October, early November. 
Uh, it's the same CPU. So get that straight first off. It's the same exact CPU. It's been overclocked. So it's going from 1.6 gigahertz for each core, each of the eight cores are going from 1.6 gigahertz to 2.1 gigahertz, which is a 1.3 times boost. So not a huge boost, but in terms of overclocking, that's about average. The GPU is actually the biggest mystery. So it's still going to be an AMD chipset, uh, a Radeon chipset, but... And this is where Digital Foundry did an awesome job because AMD has their own uh, kind of roadmap for the next few years. And they've got, uh, you know, like the new cores, they'll have uh, uh, code names like everything else. Even like this has the code name Neo. So from looking at what Sony is telling people about the GPU, it seems like it's going to be this new Polaris chipset that AMD has in the pipeline. The problem is nobody has all the details on the Polaris chipset yet. <clears throat> but the difference is, and, and what people know, right now the base PS4 is running off of 18 different compute units running at 800 megahertz. The new GPU, and that's why they think this is the Polaris because these numbers line up pretty well, the new one is going to be 36 units, compute units, at 911 megahertz. So that's about double the performance, 2.3 times uh, the amount of flops, they call it. Um, so that's, that's where you're, you're seeing the biggest increase. But again, remember, folks, to go from 1080p, which is the baseline on the PS4, to 4K would actually have to be four flops more, not 2.3. So we're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, the next pop here, and this is where I'm a little confused, and I'm having a really hard time with this one. <laughs> Uh, the RAM is going to be faster as well. So it's still 8 gigabytes of GD, GDDDR5, GDDR5. <laughs> God damn it, I hate that. Um, well, GDDR5 is actually video card RAM. It's, it's way yeah. faster, and that was the big boon about the PS4's architecture. <clears throat> so they're going from 176 gigs per second, gigabytes per second to 218 gigabytes per second, which is a 24% more bandwidth available uh, the other thing, this, and this is the part that's really screwing with me, is that they're saying that there's 512 megabytes more usable memory. But that doesn't make any sense. They're still going from a bank of 8 gigabytes to 8 gigabytes. Something like that, making more RAM available, would be something that they would change normally in the OS, which would mean that the original PS4 would also get that additional 512 megs of, of RAM uh, uh, available. So should I'm thinking that's what's going to happen, is once this gets closer, they're going to make that available on the original model of PS, PS4 as well. So, obviously, it's not a press release we're working off of. This is just specs and, and things like that, so they don't really talk about uh, a lot of things like, you know, oh, this will also be here, blah, blah, blah. So, anyway. So, let's go back to the GPU. Uh, the GPU only being 2.3 times more powerful than the original shows that this will not be native 4K. And so, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, they're going to use a scaler. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, information about the scaler yet. There's a little bit of a, a mention here and there in the docs, but it's going to be using a scaler, uh, which is fine. If it's a good enough chip, it'll be fine. Uh, it won't be true 4K, but who really gives a shit, obviously. Um, but what they're doing is that in the spec itself, it says flat out, 
uh, must be one o'clock or no noon. Yeah. Keith must've just started his, uh, TGI Sunday because my phone just went nuts. <laughs> it always happens when he starts to stream. I just, burr, 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 burr. anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, so there it's, it's right in the documents that you cannot make a game exclusive to the Neo model. Every yeah. game that comes out will be will be on the P, the original PS4. But then if you want, <clears throat> you can add additional features to take advantage of this hardware. So if somebody buys the new hardware, you can potentially potentially have higher frame rates, more stable frame rates, improved graphics fidelity and and even additional graphic features, you know, additional poly count, higher res textures, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, but that's the only thing you can do. You can't add like neo exclusive content right, right. to the game. You can't See, have and, new new levels or anything like that. Yeah. And that's the one thing. Now, when I read that, I thought, okay, I don't feel as upset about this anymore. I don't feel as angry about it. But, you know, I think developers are going to feel upset about it and angry about it because now it has increased their workload, essentially. Uh, Don't even think that because it's true. Developers are really pissed off. Yeah. But the thing is, Sony aren't the only ones doing this because all the Microsoft stuff has pretty much been confirmed as well. We haven't seen any numbers yet, but developers are bitching about both of them. And that just sucks because Sony, I mean, remember the the announcement of the ps4 yeah and all the developers they had and how excited everybody was and how sony had turned everything around and it had gone to all the developers worked with everybody to build this machine the machine that they wanted to work with and the one that got them all excited and it's what got sony off the ground with this ps4 and has it selling so well because everybody is behind it everybody loves it in terms of development in terms of everything and now they've just said, okay, developers, we're going to double your workload and deal with it. Yeah. And they're pissed. I, why would you do that? Yeah. Um, and actually, <sighs> I, was, I was wrong about one thing. So the additional 512 megs, it's in the dock. Uh, basically saying, uh, here, I'll just read out of Digital Foundry. Uh, why this extra RAM can't be given to games running in base mode is only, isn't revealed, but Sony states that Neo titles will have access to 5.5 gigabytes of memory with 512 megabytes, quote, only available for Neo mode. What the fuck? Like, how do you do that? Uh, um, but then somebody's also saying maybe this is going to add... Uh, one of the speculations is that you're going to be able to do share recording at 1080p instead of 720p. Mm. But again, well, I think that'd be, a, that'd be something they should be able to add on both systems. Because that's so handled the, by the additional ARM processor. Yeah, yeah. So the main difference, though, that they were talking about, you know, you between base model and new model. Yeah. If you have base model, everything's the same. You're you're going to get the same games. Everything is the same as it was, and you're fine. If you get new model, you could potentially get better graphics. You could potentially get better frame rates, and the only difference, the only difference in game that they're allowed to do like in terms of feature sets yeah. is uh, like if it's a four player local multiplayer, they could go 
like six player multiplayer or yeah. if it's you know they could increase the the amount of players in multiplayer i think that was the only thing they were allowed to do different between say the base game and the the neo game um no new features no new maps no new exclusive right. content or anything like that and so it's additionally they've already said that this will probably there will probably be nothing to improve any performance for anything on psvr PSVR will yeah. not be uh, touched by this. And then the other thing is, if a developer wants to go back and say, well, this game came out last year and I want to add Neo mode to it, yeah, you know, they could do that. But what developer has the time to go back it's, in and patch something like that? I, you know, and that's the thing about it. I, I, I have a feeling that this is going to be one of those situations where you see some first party stuff support it. I bet I guarantee you God of War 4 is going to support it. And oh, yeah. we're going to see support for a few games, a few key games and it's just it's going to fall apart. People are going to spend all this money on these new machines because they think that they have to have them and barely anybody's going to support it because it's too expensive. It's extra time that they might not have especially for a smaller team of people. And uh, you're not you're not just splintering your user base now. You're splintering your frickin' developer base. Yeah, that's a problem. And like I could see Activision maybe doing something. Sure. Um, for some of their bigger titles, I really am ninety nine percent sure EA will not do a damn thing. No, I, I agree. I don't think they will either. Because EA went all in on a couple systems and got their asses burned, and mm-hmm. since then they've been very skittish about doing anything beyond the status quo they you know they went all in on the wii u the first you know for launch yeah and got destroyed like they sold nothing on the wii u yeah uh they went all in on the psp and then when the vita came out they were very skittish with the vita they're like well here's a couple games yeah yep. gonna do so much and then they kind of dropped all support for the vita you know they're they're very iffy on new technology that doesn't seem to have like the PS4, yeah, they're in on it. Xbox One, they're in on it. Yeah. But like the next Nintendo system, no, they're not going to do that. This revision, I doubt they're going to do a damn thing for it. Yeah, uh, it's it's just one of those things where EA is one of the bigger developers. It's one of the biggest developers, and I really doubt they're going to do anything for this at all. I agree. Or unless Microsoft, like, or, I mean, uh, unless Sony partners up with them in some way, and and you know, they they decide to do some cool star wars thing for it who knows even though battlefront looks amazing already on the ps4 that exists today yeah yeah, um, it's, yeah. I it's, so here yeah. here's the biggest surprise out of all this um so first off they're already alluding to supporting 4k content media like we've talked about before but the one omission that that is really got everybody scratching their heads is that there are seemingly no changes to the Blu-ray drive whatsoever. So it's still only going to support uh, the 50-gig discs, which means they're probably not going to support 4K Blu-ray. That's really weird. Yeah. So... I can't be right. No, the spec is right in the docs. So this isn't this isn't speculation. This isn't this is in the docs that they gave to all the developers last Tuesday. It has to be a cost thing. I mean, why would they do that? Must be. 
it make it makes so little sense that they're trying to bring out a system to support these higher resolutions and they don't even support 4K Blu-ray. See, but you know what? And I I I read something somewhere. I don't know where or maybe somebody was speculating. I I or maybe this was all in my mind. <laughs> um, the idea that consoles are moving away from the once every 5 to 7 years and they're moving into <sighs> I'm not a, doing a this cell version. phone bullshit know, with my consoles. I know, but they're moving into a version of the cell phone kind of technology where, look, we can do incremental improvements. We're going to make sure that everything works the same on all the systems. But if you have the newer one, it can do a little bit more, a little bit better. Yeah. But otherwise, you all your games are still going to play on every system. They're all going to be compatible. Everything's still going to work. All your add-ons all your but now uh, do we get the, the same fears that we have with cell phones and, and tablets where sure you you have android sure you have an ipad and sure this stuff's going to work and then all of a sudden two years down the road all of a sudden oh yeah it works but it's going to be really slow and crappy we have to yeah. turn off we have to turn off effects on yours yeah is that what we're gonna is that the the life we're gonna start leading even though there's 40 yeah. years of precedent set with consoles mm-hmm. and their lifespans yeah, I fear that. I, I just, yeah, I fear what, where this could lead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I feel good that they, they, they mandated. You know, the games must work the same on both systems. You yeah. know, you can have better graphics and better frame rate on the new one, but the games are identical essentially on the two systems. Yeah, but at this point, I'll just go PC. Fuck it. If if they're gonna make me upgrade every two years, I'll go PC. Then I'm in control of it. I'm serious. It's not cool. I, I'm not too thrilled about it. And, you know, this is going to be a huge part of their E3 presentation. Oh, yeah. Or right before E3, they're going to leak out all the information. Here's all the information, and then they'll talk about it on stage. Honestly, I hope everybody boos them. Mm. But the funny thing is, since everybody knows that Microsoft is on the same path, Microsoft's press conference is going to be before Sony's. So Microsoft is going to show off, and, and let's speculate a little bit about that, because they haven't really released anything, but what I personally think is going to be Microsoft's solution is it's going to be the Xbox One architecture as it is today, but they're going to rip all the TV stuff out, and they're going to make all of those resources that, that they have to reserve for the TV stuff in the original model, they're going to make all those resources available to the Xbox One as just a gaming device. So that's about 30% more resources, which kind of is in line with what they're doing on PS4. But what you have to remember is... Uh, the graphics chip on the Xbox One is already a generation behind what's in the original PS4 anyway, so it's still going to be behind the, behind the times a little bit. But maybe we can finally get to 1080p on some of the games. But I think that's what's going to be. See, I wonder, because, because of the way it went down initially, with Microsoft jumping out because they had to be first, and everybody basically took a dump on them. Um, and then... Sony was able to watch that and say, okay, well, here's what we don't do. And they were able to gain all that goodwill. Maybe Microsoft sits on what they have for now. You know, we know it's coming. Everybody knows it's coming, but they sit on it for E3 and they watch what Sony does. And then they announce all their stuff after E3 and say, oh, by the way, here's our stuff. <clears throat> I think that Sony doesn't announce way. anything. I think Sony will rely on Microsoft to make that announcement before they do anything. See, and that's the thing. I, I get the feeling that 
because Sony has done stuff like this in the past where like the week before E3, they'll do like an info dump with press releases and say, oh, here's all this cool stuff that's coming so that when they get to the stage, they can be very brief about it. Yeah. And just hit some high points. And if they do that, Microsoft can just sit on things and watch all the all the, you know, all the fallout from that and then come out at the end of June and say, "Okay, here's what we're doing. And they'll be able to shape it and mold it in a way that people aren't as pissed off as they were at Sony a couple of weeks ago, you know? Yeah. And if if I'm Microsoft, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to sit and watch and see what the reaction is. And then I'm going to shape my message to to be a little more palatable in a way, you know? Yeah. That's just the smart thing to do if you're if you're sitting in Microsoft right now. So, um, I'm not too thrilled. No. I, I'm, I'm, I'm less upset than I would be, you know, just because, yeah, you, the game is the game and the game is out on both. I, this actually um, upsets me more that, it, that we finally found out that it's actually happening and it's not just some bullshit rumor. Yeah. I, I'm serious. I, I was going to buy the Uncharted 4 bundle because I really liked the design of that PS4. I canceled it. Because why would I buy an inferior PS4 now? I know this yeah. other one's coming. I'm not going to buy an inferior one. So I canceled my pre-order. It's done. It's frustrating. Now, see, what I think they have to do, because this is just going to make the marketplace a mess, mm-hmm. is they just have to sell through what they have for the PS4, and then this becomes the base model. The new one, but and they then won't everybody do that. going forward gets the new one. No, but they won't do that because they're going to try to make this like an elite thing. Ooh, look at all but the cool stuff you get, and it's going to be five, what it's do you get? How do you? More. But how do you explain that to consumers? To the average consumer that thinks the Wii U is an add-on for the Wii? Well, how I mean, do you explain I, I, that I think to they, somebody? All like they that? need to do is look up what they did with the 32X and kind of mimic that because that works so well for Sega. But that's. That's the thing. That's why I really I think that this will eventually be the base, the only PS4 available. Yeah, I mean, that they it is will possible, sell them. Yeah. They'll sell them side by side until the old one sells out, and then that'll be the base model. Because why would you keep selling them side by side? What's the point? Because then point? they have, but but then they have a cheaper base model. Yeah. They get they get people in with that cheaper model, and then you've got the full one. <sighs> But yeah. that just confuses the shit because the, the gains are so minimal. And to try to try to explain that in a retail store, well, why is this one a hundred bucks cheaper? I don't get yeah. it. Well, this one can maybe play better graphics, maybe a better frame rate in some games, maybe. Well, that, what? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Especially what? when you go to a store like Walmart or uh, or you know, one of the bigger box stores that don't know anything about any of this stuff and they're trying to explain this to people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's it's not the difference between this one has four gigs of of memory built into it, and this one has a five hundred gig hard drive. Even yeah. that's hard to explain to somebody. Yep. And and this is something a lot more esoteric than that to the average consumer who walks in the door. It just, uh, oh, I don't envy anybody in retail that is going to have to deal with this. Sorry, MJC, you're fucked. <laughs> well, we knew that already. I, I just don't get it. Uh, yeah, it's I. I'm seriously angered about all this. 
It, it just, I mean, we're selling, we've, we've sold 36 or 37 million units. Well, shit, we might as well replace it. Really? Why would you fragment any part of this business right now? Especially well, when you're and, launching VR in October. And, and that was another big thing that, you know, I think part of the speculation, part of the idea that this could go to that cell phone every couple years model for a minor refresh to the, to the stuff was because it came out that uh, Lauren Lanning yeah. was talking to Shuhei Yoshida before GDC and said, what does a PS5 look like? And yeah. Yoshida's answer was, if there is one. And he was like, wait, what? <laughs> there is one. I mean, as soon as the system comes out, the new one's already being developed, but I mean, they probably only have a, a, a sketch of what the, or of what the roadmap's going to be right now. I mean, the tech's this not even be, there. They, but that's the thing. This might be their new roadmap. Let's uh, just keep incrementally. Then, then I'm going to PC. So that, yeah. I am. I'm, I'm going to PC at that point. I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> I'm not doing this every two years shit with, I mean, phones are every year. And I, I always skip a generation. I go well, from the Galaxy 4 to the 6. I'm, I don't get the 5. Yeah, we always skip a generation. But I'm not doing PC nation because so, I can't afford a new PC. Well, maybe that'll be the impetus for us to quit at that point. <laughs> we can all blame Sony. Uh, uh. Yeah, I it it this is ludicrous. It, it's just I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Mm-hmm. Oh sure, I don't like it. Right. So yeah. I think we'd beat that down. Then. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll probably bring it up again. So mm-hmm. well, since we haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks, what have you uh, played and watched and stuff and junk? Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. So. <clears throat> We were looking for something interesting to play, and I was trying to find something that I could get Mason to, to play, besides the Atari 2600. And then he started saying, when you played the PS4, Daddy, if only the textures were better, and if only the, the frame rate yeah. was more stable. Oh, wait. Exactly. No, he's, he, you know, he'll grab the DualShock 4 and the DualShock 3, and he likes them, and he'll play with them and everything, but he's intimidated by all the buttons. Sure. You know? And he watches me play these games, and he's intimidated by, how do you do that? That's, that's a lot. Of, how do you do that? You know, and his hands don't quite fit around them and everything. So sure. I said, well, let's get some move games. You know, uh, I, my move controllers, <laughs> I realized they, they had not been charging. Uh, the, the charge thing was, charging stand was not plugged in. Oh, no, wait. The charging stand was plugged in, and they were charging. But the um, the navigation controller the little nav ah. controller was not plugged that was completely in in a drawer oops uh so we started with carnival games because <clears throat> i thought here's something he could probably play sure it's carnival games you know all he's doing is like swinging his arm or you know throwing or whatever i had never played that since we played it at e3 <laughs> that <laughs> how many years ago that was <laughs> Like yeah, eight the, years ago. The San Diego um, crew was still there. <laughs> yeah. So I had played it at E3. I got it at some point because it's on sale for like five bucks now. You can buy it sure. new for, for like five bucks. So I've, I've had it sitting here wrapped. And I finally said, you know, we should try that. And I, I put it in and I was really surprised by, well, I was a little surprised by the uh, screen tearing that happens all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I was more surprised by like the 
almost anime Japanese style cutscenes that they have to do like a story with it. Sure. That it's this broken down carnival and it's all dark and dreary and you walk in and everything gets color and beautiful and lights up and you play the different carnival games. Some of them are tough. Some of them are really tough. Uh, and when he saw them and he saw, he's like, daddy, that, that looks hard. And I'm like, well, it is a little hard, but you know, you just play it until you get better at it. He's like, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> so he's, he's still, he's, he's still nervous. He, 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 he's afraid to fail. And I'm like, but I stink at games still. There's games I've had. I, I said to him the other night, I was like, I've, there's games I have on the 2600 that I still stink at. And I've had that thing for 40 years. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, it's okay to fail. It's just a game, and sure. you just start over. That's the whole point of it, you know. And then you get better. So I'm, I'm trying to get him there. But I played carnival games for a while, and it was actually a lot of fun. There's some really fun stuff in there that that you can do. Uh, some of the different games they have. Uh, so we played that for a while, and then he's like, "Do, is, do we have anything else?" I was like, "Oh, do we have anything? We got so much, you know." And that's. Do you know who your that's father when, is? That's when I pulled out Sorcery. Nice. Because I, I pulled out a couple different games. I said, do you want this? Do you want this? And I, I was explaining them, and he's like, ooh, Sorcery. So then I went to get the nav controller, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so then I had to hold the DualShock 3, which was not comfortable for me. Trying you know to what's hold funny? That. With my left hand, the way it's always been, though, I yeah. could never no. use the nav controller. I had to use the DualShock. I know it works for you. It does not work for me. Yeah. It's just... It's too uncomfortable and, and weird, and I'm so happy with little nav. So I was using that for a while, and I played a bunch of uh, I played a bunch of sorcery, and it was fun. Actually, I I hadn't played it in so long, and I started a brand new game, yeah, um, just to play through some of the stuff. But I didn't really calibrate it that well because I was sitting on the couch at that point, and I was having trouble like angling some of my some of my shots and stuff like that so uh it was cool though he enjoyed it uh what we were playing there nice. uh i we played more disney infinity of course but i got to play because i got the marvel battlegrounds um they never sent it and i had requested it because they didn't send it it came out and i was like oh i guess we're not getting it and i requested it and uh, I, I got it yeah yeah sure and yeah. it just never showed up so <laughs> we got it um and i didn't get to play a lot of it but i played through the first level or two it is so different it's right. almost like a different game entirely yeah because they change and i guess they're saving i haven't really dug into it enough to figure it out yet but it seems like they're saving extra info to the character, to the, to the physical character, um, that you, that you use because the, the skill tree is not there. Things are a little bit different in terms of how you use your skills and everything. And the move sets are entirely different. Like the, it's a whole new fighting style that just doesn't exist in Disney infinity at all. Hmm. So it's it's really like a very different game. It's amazing. Um, I played through, there's a whole tutorial for it because it is so different. They really have to explain how you're doing things and how it all works. 
and I played through the whole tutorial. I played through a little bit of the first level in the story and everything just to get a feel for it. But yeah. wow, it's crazy. I'm, it's a, it's a brawler. It's a, it's a, like a four person with the, you know, you put them on the, on the little base to kind of log them in and then you can put another character on so that you can get four characters into the game. Oh, okay. And you can have just like a full on brawl. It's, it's crazy. It's fun. Wow. It's a lot of fun. So I need to play more of it. I'm going to try to, if I get, when I get the chance this week, hopefully I'll, I'll play some more of it and be able to talk about it some more, but cool. it's great because you've got all your 3.0. It's all the Marvel characters only, but yeah. You've got all the ones that they just brought out for for 3.0, which the Hulkbuster costume and um, Vision and Ultron and Ant-Man and Black Panther and all these guys. Plus, it updates all the 2.0 Marvel characters, and there's a ton of those. Hmm. And they've got all brand new sets and everything, so you can play any of the Marvel characters. Any of them at all can play this, and it's great. Cause they all play differently and they all have different like super moves. You know, they've, they've added in like a super that you can charge up and then use to just level the place and just oh, wow. destroy it. It's really cool. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, I just, I need to play some more of it. Uh, the mirror's edge catalyst beta. Sure. Which we'll not talk about. Um, <laughs> I played last night at like 11 o'clock till one thirty, <laughs> I played alien nation. Oh, really? Because I saw that Chaz. Yeah. Got the review code. Yeah. And then I got an email said, Hey, here's a code. And I went, Oh, Oh, <laughs> so yeah. So I like it a lot better than I did when I played it at wherever I played. Yeah. You've it. always been really mad about it. Yeah. I, I always felt like, Oh, it's just dead nation with a skin on it. Different mm. skin. It's a lot more than that. It's so much more than that, Indeed. <laughs> which I'm saying. And I, I was playing of course by myself at, in the middle of the night. Sure. And mo- <sighs> near the end of my game, and I was kind of upset because I left the game open. You can you can choose that. You can you can make it public. You can make it open. You can close it. You know you can do whatever you need to do. Sure. And I just left the settings as they were, which just left it open. And somebody popped into my game because I was ex- I was all over that first level. There's a couple things you're supposed to do. Mm. And I just wandered. It was me. I'm wandering, wandering, looking at everything and and fighting all the enemies and and learning the different weapons and seeing the upgrades. There's tons of upgrades and everything you do in the game. And, uh, it's, it's really freaking awesome because it, it's similar to dead nation in a way, but they've made enough changes to it and there are enough differences there. And it's got that sci-fi vibe to it, which I love. Sure. You know, so it's, it's a lot of fun so far. Nice. It's a lot of fun. So I think a lot of people are going to love it. People who like dead nation, I think are going to be really excited 
by the changes that have been made. Because uh, it's a similar thing, you know, it's a kind of three-quarter perspective shooter twin stick. You know, you aim and well, you aim with the right stick and you know pull the trigger, shoot, and everything. But right. you've got all these other weapons and upgrades. And it changes enough, and there's so so much more to the game in there that it's really exciting. So cool. I think people are gonna love that. And just before we recorded, I played some Invisible Ink. Oh, cool! From uh, from Clay. Yeah, I yeah. finally got a chance to play that. And <laughs> Mason's watching me the whole time, and he's like, "Daddy, this looks really hard." And I'm like, "It is kind of hard." <laughs> well, I figured you'd like it because it's kind of that similar concept that Hitman Go is, you know, and a little bit, yeah, at, least at the core. Yeah, uh, it's it's that strategy type game. See, like I love real time strategy games like Dune and command and conquer and field commander like this this has a very field commander kind of feel oh cool and field commander up for the psp where you have x number of moves and then you're you're stopped and you have to end turn right. and the enemy gets to move hmm. you know so it's that type of thing and it tells you right off the bat it says look you're gonna fail in this game a lot (laughs) and i was like oh good (laughs) well and for those that don't understand this is the the team that did uh shank but they also did the don't starve series so you're used to playing their games you're used to getting killed a lot yeah and this is another kind of three-quarter top-down perspective and uh you've got like the grid laid out in the rooms that you're in and you can move from room to room and you can peek in through the door and see, you know, who's in the other room and you can stand next to the door and pop the door open to get the guards to go, Hey, what? And they come walking in then you attack them. Uh, you can hack things. And I, I was, I messed up in the tutorial somehow uh, because I got stuck in this one place where I open up the door and the entire ground in the next room is covered in red stripes, which means, <sighs> you know, you, you can't, it, it just means you can't walk in there because the enemy can see you. Right. And I'm like, what enemy? There's no enemy in there. I don't see where. And I say, I see, I see blue spots over here. Well, can I walk to them? I can't even step inside the door because <sighs> there's red right inside the door. I'm like, I can't, there's nothing. What do I do? I can't do anything. And I missed what they said somewhere and I was completely stuck. I had, to rest- I had to restart the game entirely. And, you know, Mason and I were going through it and I'm like, do you see something that I don't see? And he didn't see anything. We were both confused. So I restarted the game <laughs> and I got to that point again. And I'm like, all right, wait, let's see what it does. And we get to that point and it says, okay, stand next to the door. Uh-huh. Don't stand, don't stand in front of the door, stand next to the door and then peek. Don't because when you stand in front of the door and peek, you see inside the room. Yeah. No, no, but the door's closed. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter, open or closed. But then I stand next to the door and peek, and suddenly this camera appears on the virtual ceiling above this thing, and you can see the red beams going out. And I'm like, oh, well, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Why couldn't I see that stupid thing? So then it it shows you how to then hack that. Uh, and you hack the camera and then you can walk in there. 
you know, you can hide behind cover and depending on where the guard is standing, they can't see you. So you can sneak behind cover out of their line of sight. You can knock the guard out and you can because you in the tutorial, you have one spy. But in the full game, you know, once you get into the game, you have multiple spies. So one of them, I knocked the guard out and I stayed right on top of him. So you have him pinned down and he's out as long as you're on top of him. The other guy can move. Um, so the other guy is moving around trying to do stuff because if you, if you knock them out and walk away three turns later, they're up and they're wandering. They're like, what, what? And they're looking around <laughs> for you at that point. Uh, so yeah, we, I was, of course I couldn't just leave well enough alone. I got what I needed to get in the first level yeah. and I could have left, but you know me. Yeah. Josh can't do that. <laughs> so I'm looking all over the place and I'm trying to find my way into places and I'm trying to hack with just one person because the other one is holding the guy down because she's right in front of the exit. And I'm like, well, she can just sit here and wait for me because this won't be too bad. I'll just go get this stuff. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I ended up having three guards right on top of me and I was dead. Um, But I I had found a bunch of stuff, which was really cool along the way. So. That's where we stopped. I was like, okay, I have to stop this. But it's really cool. It's a cool. lot of fun. And it's really, really deep. Because there's so so many things you can upgrade and find. And so many different uh, additions to your arsenal, basically. It's it's cool. I like it. Nice. I kind of figured you'd like that one. Yeah. Um, PlayStation View and cutting the cord in general. Yeah. Um, which I haven't done yet. But... Uh, just in general, I'm I'm learning more um, just from using it and using the apps where I need to. Sure. Uh, so one thing that keeps coming up with me that's just such a pain in the ass, uh, especially now because it's hockey playoffs. So uh, NBC Sports Network, um, any any of the NBC channels, like even regular NBC on PlayStation View, if it's showing sports, it's mobile restricted. You can't see it because they want you to use their app. Yeah. They want you to use their app on mobile or the PlayStation four proper. So if we're, you know, if Mason's watching something like Mason was watching TV and I wanted to use the app Uh and I wanted to use PlayStation view, but it's mobile restricted. So I can't do it. So that would be fine. I, I, I wouldn't mind it so much. But the NBC Sports Network app sucks. (laughs) Most of them do. I mean, you get into it. And the one nice thing is, while you have to log in every freaking time, I I don't have to type anything in. Like I did it the very first time. I don't even think I did it the first time. I don't remember if I did. But even if I did it the first time, Every time I go in there, it says, oh, you must log in. And I say PlayStation view and it just goes boop, 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 done. And you're watching. But you're not actually watching immediately because so say there's a game on Mason's watching TV. I'm like, oh, I want to watch the game. It takes a long time to get to the game Hmm. because you have to get the app. You have to get to PlayStation View. Say, yes, I use PlayStation View. Yes, it's going to check all the credentials. Then it loads it up. Then it shows you a commercial, like a sponsored something, (sighs) usually Geico, usually something else, and whatever it is that that 
is specific to the NBC Sports app. God. Because what I was finding is, you know, they'd go to commercial or, or it would be between periods. It was commercial mostly because they're in a commercial and I'm like, I don't want to wait. Let me just check my email real quick. So I jump out of the app, check my email. I jump back in and then I have to go through that whole stupid commercial again before I could start watching the freaking game again. And yeah. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. No. Every single time. Yep. You cannot leave the app once you're in it or it's going to force you to watch that commercial again. Oh, God. It's, I just want to strangle somebody. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I'm running into little things like that where I'm like, all right, yeah, th- this can be done, but it's going to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, the other thing, I got an email from Sony saying, would you be interested in, would you be more, more interested, less interested, blah, 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 if we added all the sports package, all the sports networks like MLB TV, NHL TV, all that. I was like, mm. fuck yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, so there it's one of those things that they may be considering. Um, because that's the one piece that I, I think I'm missing. The one major piece that I'm missing, which is the NHL network. Right. Because they do show games sometimes and they do show some other stuff sometimes that I just, you can't get on PlayStation view at all. And there is no app for it really. So, huh? So there's little things like that, which I thought, well, that's pretty cool. If the, an MLB TV, I would kind of like to have the MLB network. Sure. Um, Cause they show baseball games sometimes and they have a lot of, you know, content on there that I would like to have. Uh, but yeah, so it's just one of those things. Um, for TV in general, though, I'm already well into X-Files season three. Cool. Which I'm happy because I still recognize episodes. I just got (laughs) this one. I completely forgot about this killed me. Uh, It's this kid who got hit by lightning and somehow is conducting lightning and all this stuff. And he's doing all this crazy stuff. Is this Barry Allen? No, he walks it. What's great is it starts in an arcade at night. Okay. You know, everybody's, nobody's there. There's one guy playing a game and they've got the, they didn't do such a bad job with it, uh, with the sound effects, because usually for an eighties TV show or a nineties TV show, if there was an arcade or a home video game, you would always hear the Atari 2600 Pac-Man sound effects. Always. For some reason, that was in everybody's sound library. That's what everybody used for video games. Which, yeah. All right, so. Or Donkey Kong. Yeah, the sound effects were pretty good. I mean, they had mostly arcade games, but then there was very distinct uh, Sonic rings going on (laughs) in the background. Yeah. And I'm like, Sonic wasn't in the arcades like that. So, but okay. Uh, But but now you can hear those sounds at a gas station. On there's a certain manufacturer of of uh, cash registers that anytime really? they do something, it's the sonic ring sound. Oh my gosh! It's freaky. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh. So, but the funny thing is, so this this the jerk guy, of course, is playing the video game, and this other guy comes wandering out. He's like, "Hey, that's my game." 
and it's Giovanni Rubisi. And I started laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh, Rubisi. And then his buddy comes up next to him. He's like, yeah, man, that's his game. And it's Jack Black. Holy crap. <laughs> It was so funny. I was like, holy shit. Wow. So Rabisi is the guy that's nutty with the with the lightning, and Jack Black is his dopey buddy who works at the arcade. Um, <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, but I had, I had put that aside because I had to blow through season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Sure. Uh, because Winter Soldier is coming, which I'm probably not going to get to see anyway. No, Civil War. Or not Winter Soldier, Civil War. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to get caught up because I know they they always tie something in somehow. Yeah. This I know that you kind of gave up or didn't like the early seasons of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because I it was started too slow. watching season two and I stopped. I just got tired of it. Holy shit, dude. You have to get to the end of season two and the end of season three. Season three is all action, all awesome. It's yeah. amazing. It's so good. I've heard some I've of the stuff that's happened watching. on it, but it's characters I don't care about because I don't know the Marvel Universe enough. Well, the the one thing that bothered me, they, they had like this major, major thing go down. Yeah. And they're like, all right, we're shorthanded here and we have to attack these guys. So we have to go. Let's go. And I'm like, wouldn't this be a good time to call in the Avengers? <laughs> Well, we can't I mean, afford that. Maybe, you know, or, or Iron Man or, or just somebody, just one of them. And this is kind of a major thing that's going down here. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there you get that every now and then. But where I had a problem early on with, I guess it was season two. Like you could see how little the budget was yeah. in places. They've been able to cover that. Either they've, they've gotten an increase in their budget or they've gotten much better at covering that up because they did a really good job so far in season three. I'm, I'm like three or four episodes short of up to date, mm. maybe three, I think. Um, but they've done a really, really good job with the effects and the sets and everything. Cool. I mean, minor spoiler at one point, somebody is on another planet entirely right? somewhere out in somewhere and even with that you know it wasn't a lot that they had to do with it but they put a filter on the camera and they did some other stuff and it worked i mean it you know it worked it was an actual they were on location somewhere in a mountainous desert region and it worked so it's cool um we watched star wars episode four mason actually Uh said he and i love the way he does it did you he how does he put it he says i said what do you want to watch and he's like well you want to watch star wars and i'm like i do (laughs) he's like you've said you wanted to watch star wars i'm like well yeah when you wanted to see it did you want to see star wars he's like well you said you wanted to watch i said well i'll watch star wars do you want to watch yeah let's watch it So we watched it and he enjoyed it. He got a little scared near the end when Darth Vader and and Ben were fighting and everything and and all that stuff was going on. He was, and the funniest thing, oh my gosh, I was like, I was like, Kevin Smith. I looked at him (laughs) because at one point when the X Wings and everybody's spoilers, when they're all headed for the Death Star. God damn it, you spoil everything, Langford. (laughs) When they're all headed for the Death Star, he goes, 
but what about all the people on the death star? Will they get hurt? <laughs> and I laughed and laughed and laughed. I couldn't stop. I was like, that's, that's a really good observation. No kidding. <laughs> I was like, that was something I never thought of when I was seven years old. And look at you. <laughs> great. Like, that's perfect. Yeah. I said, but they're bad guys. Yeah, you know? they chose so, to work with the Empire. They, they have it coming. <laughs> yeah. I just I thought that was amazing. <laughs> um, and we started to watch Empire Strikes Back this morning. Okay. Um, I told him, you know, we can watch the next one, but it's a lot scarier. And he said, well, okay. And scene. well then he decided okay let's watch it i'm like really he's like he's like it'll be scarier but i'll be okay mm-hmm. i said okay well we got to you know the wampa was oh, pretty yeah. scary and then we got to uh the ad ads are coming and he recognized that from disney infinity he's like we did this i'm like yeah this is exactly <laughs> what we played in disney infinity um but then Luke Speeder got hit and Dak basically bit it. Yeah. You know, yeah. With the fire and everything. And he's like, what just happened there? And I was like, well, the speeder got hit. He's like, I didn't see that. And he's like, can you rewind it? And I rewound it and he saw it and he saw the fire and he's like, I don't like this. <laughs> and that was it. He was like, I'm done. I'm like, oh shit. All right. Wow. <laughs> so we stopped right there. He didn't like that at all. So, uh, we stopped there and that's when we started playing invisible ink. Ah. Uh, but that's pretty much it for played and all that stuff. The only the only other major thing and all right, there's a book I've been reading, a series I've been reading. Um John Scalzi, who he's a writer, um he does a lot of science fiction stuff but also like finance and astronomy and film and all kinds of crazy things. He was a consultant on Stargate universe. Uh, he's the guy that wrote red shirts. Okay. It's that book that was supposed to be made into a show. It was like a really funny take on a Star Trek like universe yeah. where the red shirts, one of the red shirts becomes very much aware of their mortality rate. And he's like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and why he's like this guy I worked next to for months who was like totally calm, cool customer. One of the best guys I've ever worked with just suddenly freaks out on this mission and runs into the runs right to where these monsters are and gets killed. What yeah. the fuck just happened? <laughs> you know? So it's a very meta type book. It's really funny. Um, but I had picked up one of his other books because it was cheap on Kindle at some point or for some reason. I never read it. And I finally said, well, let me read this. It's called Old Man's War. I blew through that book like it was nothing and then realized that it's like a six book series. And I'm already into book four. Wow. This is this happened over like the course of a week. I've just been I cannot stop reading these things. They're so good. Jeez. So it's set in the future. Uh, Mankind has moved out into the stars, but the people that are left on Earth, like the the group that went out into the stars, they formed the Colonial Union. Right. And it's a war out there because the universe is a dangerous place. Uh, But the people on Earth don't know anything of that. 
they're not allowed to leave the earth. They, the only people with spaceships are the colonial union and they won't let anybody leave earth. Right. The, the only way you can leave earth is as a colonist. The colonists are all being taken from essentially third world countries. Uh, and there was apparently some major war on the Indian subcontinent, uh, with, I think nuclear weapons were involved. They're vague on the, on the specifics of it, but they are where a lot of the colonists come from. Uh And the colonial union says, well, it's because they were so beaten down. They've had so much trouble that, you know, we're kind of rewarding them basically. Right. The only other way to get out into space is at 75, you can enlist (laughs) in the army. Okay. Everybody knows that there's no way you're going to go out and fight as a 75 year old, but they don't know how they do it. They know the colonial union somehow gives you a better body. Hmm. Don't know how it works. Nobody knows. Uh, so everybody signs up because they're like, fuck, I don't want to die. So like, it's mostly from the industrialized countries, the rich industrialized countries. Sure. Um, so the U.S. So it's it's all told in the first person by this guy who's seventy five. His wife had died. You know, he he really had nothing around. His son was there, but he told his son he was going to do this and everything. And he signed up and he went. And the way they transfer him into essentially a younger version of his body that is all built up and and different, uh, and has this nano blood replacement so that it can immediately clot so that catastrophic injuries are not catastrophic and you can breathe, not breathe underwater, but you can hold your breath much, much longer. You know, you're just a much better, but it's like your 25 year old self, but even better looking, you know? And then he realizes that like humanity is at like major war with almost every race in the galaxy, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a really, really cool book, really cool series. Um, because the guy is a smart ass and he's really, it's, it's a very funny book along the way. Cool. Uh, and just a really good story. And the way they continue it, the way he continues it across these other books is, it's great because he's built this whole universe out there and I would love to see this as like a mini series or as like a series on Netflix or something like that. Cause yeah, I mean, budgets are at a point and effects are at a point that you could make, you could actually make this into a series and yeah, it would be yeah. a great, great series if it was written to the way the books are, because there's so much humor in it and so much fun and action and, and just craziness in it and politics and stuff. It's, it's really cool. So it's against old man's war series, uh, from John Scalzi, S C A L Z I. If anybody's interested, that's really good series. Really excellent books. Cool. All right. Well, obviously I'm not playing a lot yet. Uh, trying every day, trying to get this thumb working better. Uh, but I've been playing a lot of Severed, which I'll be reviewing after the uh, after the break, uh, because I can actually play it, uh, and because I'm having a lot of fun with it. Spoiler. I'm just going to wait for it to come to the Wii U, like Sam. There you go. <laughs> uh, also did a live stream, uh, I think it was on Friday, for the new Aliens vs. Pinball tables for Zen Pinball 2. Uh, three tables, it's coming out this Tuesday. Uh, there's one basically based on Aliens. 
There's one that's Aliens vs. Predator, and the last one is Alien Resurrection, which is actually that game that came out a couple <laughs> years ago. Uh, really good tables, very well designed. Uh, I'm definitely enjoying the Aliens one the best, but the other two are very, very solid, uh, a lot of fun to play. And the Alien uh, Resurrection, or the, uh, is it Resurrection? What the heck is it? I think I'm wrong about Resurrection. What's the last game? Where to be real sneaky? Oh, uh, oh, ooh, oh. I think it's Resurrection. It's, Because uh, I played that a little while ago. Yeah. Hang on a second. Damn it. Gosh darn it, I'm uh, blanking out. Alien, hang on. Alien. <laughs> A-L-I-E-N. Alien Isolation. Isolation. There we go. I'm sorry. Alien Isolation. Uh, isolation is really tough. It's a, it's a very challenging table, but... Uh, do, you, do you have to sneak your ball past the alien? <laughs> well, that's the weird thing. Like, you have to... Ripley is in the lower left of the, uh, of the screen, and, and you have to be quiet at certain points. So if you shoot the ball up into the wrong thing, all of a sudden it gets really loud, and the alien actually jumps over and starts attacking her. <laughs> Uh, so you have to hit the right things <laughs> so, so you can hide. And... So you have to get no points, basically, in this game. Because if you get points and the bells and whistles go up, bing, 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 the alien <laughs> well, that, jumps That's out. the funny thing. Up in the in the very top, <laughs> in the center, are like these vents. And if you hit the ball up in there, all of a sudden, clank, 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 clank. Um, but, like, you know, you can open up a locker and actually hide the ball in the locker and that sort of thing. It, it's, oh, it's, that's absurd. It's very in- divisive how they've done it. Uh, it's pretty cool. So... <laughs> Um, definitely enjoying it. I think it's going to be five ninety nine when it comes out. It's a three table pack. Uh, in my opinion, worth it. it. They're really good. I'm definitely enjoying them. Uh, even with, so I had to play with my fourth finger trying to do the trigger, which on L two, which I hate using uh, the twos. I like using the the ones because they have a shorter play and and it's easier to to pop them. So I wasn't too good during the stream, but still showed you what the tables look like and everything and. Yeah, it's driving me crazy that I can't even play pinball right now. Um, <clears throat> played some more MLB The Show 16. Uh, I still got to get the, the full written review up uh, with the full score and everything, so I'm working on that slowly but surely. Working more on Conquest mode and just trying to learn that. And then, uh, last but not least, Ratchet and Clank. I'm still having a great time with it. I still have to go in short bursts. Um, I'm having that problem that, that we were talking about last week where... My thumb keeps slipping off the stick, and I keep hitting the stupid touchpad, which pauses the game because it goes to the map, and so it's a little frustrating. But, uh, man, that game is still <clears throat> just fantastic. I can't wait to, to get through it. I'm, I'm just having such a great time with it. And then, uh, you know, watched stuff here and there, caught up on Gotham, which Gotham is just getting insanely good. Uh, wow. Uh, wh- they're really bringing a lot of the characters out right now, a lot of the rogues gallery and... and um, uh, the stuff that's happening with Bruce is is fantastic as well. So I'm, I'm just enjoying the shit out of that right now. Uh, along with that, you know, the stuff going on in Arrow and and the Flash, I'm really happy with. Uh, there was a there was a big death in Arrow a couple weeks ago, and that freaked everybody out. Personally, I'm okay with it. Uh, the character, I mean, it's a cool character and everything, but uh, in terms of what they were doing with the character, I don't think they knew what to do anymore. So I'm okay with it. Uh, and then Supergirl's actually been pretty good the last few weeks. Uh, the cool thing about Supergirl is that Martian Manhunter's on it uh, as one of the characters in, in John Jones. So uh, I, I like what they're doing with, with Martian Manhunter. And, and, you know, it. I don't know. The show in general, though, it, it's it's definitely got some of those those calls to Smallville a little bit. 
a little bit more than I'd like. So, you know, the whole relationship stuff and uh, just just get over it. It's, you know, <laughs> it's not supposed to be a teen angst, uh, angst-ridden, romantic, weird, whatever. But they're doing some cool stuff. It's definitely evolving. So I'm hoping that they do more with it. Uh, <clears throat> and then I watched season one. I forgot that a lot of the HBO shows are actually on Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime. So I watched season one of Veep with Julia Louise Dreyfus, where she plays the vice president. Uh, it's really growing on me. It's it's a very funny show, very well written. Uh, and then I started season two last night, and Gary Cole's on it. I'm like, sweet, because Gary Cole's awesome. So uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty cool show, though. I, I can't wait to watch the rest of it. But other than that, that's about it for me. I've uh, been doing a lot of well, speaking of streaming, by the way, I mentioned this last week. We did get the uh, the preview build of Atelier Sophie, the Alchemist of the Mysterious book uh, for PS4. Uh, so this is coming out to PS4 and Vita, I think, in June. So uh, since it's in my hands, unfortunately, the uh, the Atelier fans have to deal with me again. Uh, but we're gonna I'm gonna do a live stream of that sometime this week. So I'll, I'll tweet it when I'm gonna do it, probably Wednesday. Uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday, but I would assume Wednesday. Uh, I'm allowed to play the first two chapters of the game, and and they've requested that I... Talk, talk, talk. Talk. Yay. Yeah. So, uh, be it as it may, we'll uh, we'll, we'll power through it. Honestly, if it's only the first two chapters, there's not going to be any gameplay. (laughs) Based on what I played in that last Atelier game, it was just all dialogue, like, the whole time. So uh, it'll be interesting, though, and I'm glad that they that we had the opportunity to do this. So unfortunately, you have to deal with me, uh, just because I don't know the series. So maybe we can get uh, Andy and Jason on the on the chat so they can talk to some of the stuff. Or I don't know, <laughs> but I can't wait for the hate comments on YouTube. It's going to be just oh, mwah. it's going to be amazing. So yeah, I'm I'm planning that. Like I said, I just did the the loot crate unboxing, so I'll put that put that up early this week on our YouTube channel. And uh, next week I'll have the review of that that Wi-Fi extender I mentioned from Amped Wireless, um, which in and of itself I just love the name Amped Wireless. It seems, sounds like something that that's like a cross promotion with something from Mountain Dew. But, <laughs> oh, but last I gotta I gotta talk about this. So <clears throat> um, I don't really do anything on Craigslist, but I like to just kind of go in and cruise around on it every now and then when I'm sitting at my parents or something. You know, pick up guys. Yeah, you know, pick, pick up, up chicks, pick whatever. up uh, mountain lions and whatever. No, yeah, it, it's always fascinating to see kind of what the video game culture is in Wisconsin, in the middle of Wisconsin, <clears throat> and it's a lot of you know Xbox 360. I'll trade my Xbox One for PS4, etc. Um, but I noticed a couple times there were like these ads on Craigla- Craig- eh, Craigslist for a place in Oshkosh. And I kept forgetting about it. Well, I saw it Friday night when I was at my parents' house. I'm like, oh, I have to wait for this this Loot Crate package to show up anyway. I'm going to go check this place out Saturday morning. And this place, if Josh was there, you probably would have gone insane in about five minutes. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't a video game store. It's (laughs) It's like the world's largest flea market owned by one guy. And there was just shit everywhere. Like, no organization at all. Stuff everywhere. But a lot of really neat stuff. Uh, like, just old signs and a bunch of old Coca-Cola stuff. And, I mean, it's almost well, like... I was, what's that? 
I was, there was that store on uh, Route One near me. I told you that was. Oh yeah. You know that that's all what it was just. I guarantee you this everything. Is worse. <laughs> just jammed, just all over the place, just piles of yeah. shit. Which um, you know when you're looking for something, it kind of sucks. <laughs> it does well, especially so like the video games he had. He had some really neat stuff. But then, so he had, like, all these glass cabinets full of stuff. And it, literally he had, like, boxes of, of games on top of other boxes of games in the glass cabinet. Yeah, yeah. So you'd be like, can you pull that box out so I can look at it? Or can you pull yeah. that box? But then I'm walking around because I'm pulling a few games out here and there. And I'm walking around, I'm like, what the fuck? And I would just see this random box on a floor under a table with, like, some N64 and PS2 games in it. So I'm like, wow, even all the video games aren't in there. So now i got to walk all over this place yeah. to see if I find something else. The one thing, though, because uh, I've been talking about when I get my new place, is I want to get a nice record player. He had two full rooms of records. Wow. Three for ten bucks. <laughs> and I saw like six I wanted right away. There was like this really good Roy Clark album. And so I was like, oh, my God. When I get a record player, I'm so coming back here and probably gonna drop like 400 bucks <clears throat> but i mean it's funny because you see new albums nowadays like 40 dollars minimum you know so yeah I'm, I'm totally going back to that place for this so anyway so he's got like uh the newer model super nintendo complete in box but he wanted like 150 bucks we're like and eh, no um he had like the original PlayStation, but I don't know if it was the very first model that had the, the expansion port or not. But he had a first PlayStation, worked and everything for thirty bucks. So I was like, "Ooh, that's actually kind of enticing just to have another one." But um, looking through, and he actually had like Atari Jaguar games. Even I'm like, "Whoa, what the shit?" Hmm. So of course, I asked him, "Can you pull that box out, please?" Found a couple games uh, that I don't have. I really didn't need them, but they were they were priced low enough that I grabbed them. So I got. Uh, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, which is a pretty mediocre game based on that movie. And then uh, grab Bubsy uh, for the Jaguar, which it's Bubsy. Um, and then he had a ton of Super Nintendo stuff, and he had a lot of boxed Super Nintendo stuff. He even had a copy of Earthbound boxed. Um, but I don't need that. So I uh, picked up a copy of... It's a game that's it's good. It's not great. It's a, it's a platformer uh, that actually supported the Anaglyph 3D glasses, though called Jim Power. Um, I mean, it's an okay game. I got it for like six bucks. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll grab it for that. And then, <clears throat> so, uh, I don't even know how many years ago, but Mark and I bought Sega Master Systems from Japan. Uh, Martin actually went out and found them and shipped them over to us. The reason we got the ones from Japan is that the Japanese systems have this really nice FM sound chip in them. Whereas in the U.S., to cut costs, they didn't put that chip in the master system in the U.S. And uh, the funny thing is, a lot of the U.S. games still have the FM sound soundtracks on the cartridges. So if you put them in a system that has the chip, they'll still work. So it's not just only the Japanese games that have it. So we both bought these master systems. I have like two games. I just don't know what to buy. I never... I never really went out and researched it. I just haven't gotten to that point in my collecting days where I'm like, all right, time to work on Master System games. But this dude had a bunch of Master System games. And they were all priced pretty damn reasonably. So I went through them and I found six different games I wanted. Five had cases because like the Genesis, they they all yeah. came in those boxes that are made out of like un- unobtainium or something. I don't know. 
but the one that that's loose is Hang On slash Safari Hunt, which actually isn't a bad card because I got it for like five bucks. And then uh, I got two different baseball games because I don't know which one's better. I got the Reggie Jackson baseball, which was pretty popular, and then I got Great Baseball, uh, which is Sega's first one, I think. Uh, I picked up Space Harrier, which actually the Master System version isn't bad. It's it's good, not great, but it, it's not bad. I uh, grabbed Double Dragon for some stupid reason because I hate that series. Um, but I heard the Master System one's pretty good. And then the one I was really excited for, this was actually developed by SNK in the arcades, uh, Time Soldiers, which is a pretty cool game, uh, kind of like an Akari Warriors type game, you know, top down, going all over the place. So, yeah, kind of a cool little haul. Uh, he had <clears throat> a Sega Genesis 2 with the Sega CD 2, the, the Model 2, uh, like on the shelf, behind the thing, like even hidden behind something else. And I'm like, is that a Sega CD? Because the problem is my Sega CD died. Oh. And so I had the original okay. one when they came out, and it died. And then I bought a uh, Model 2, and it fucking died. So mm. I need a Sega CD. So I was like, is this like, is he? So he pulls it out, and it's this big plastic case he's got it in, and I'm looking through it, and there's no AV cable, but it had both power supplies, which is a big deal. Yeah. And had a couple controllers, et cetera, and I'm like, well, how much do you want for this? Because it wasn't a price, and he goes, I don't know. I'm like, well, you know, I, like, do we know if it works? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> well, what, what can we do? Because I'm actually kind of interested in this. I said I'm not super interested, but I'm kind of interested in it. So, like, he's like, well, you live in town? I'm like, no. But I said, I'll be back next Saturday because uh, we're going to the Brewer game Sunday. And I said, so I'll be back Saturday. And, and I go, could you maybe test it out by then? And he's like, yeah, we can do that. I'm like, all right. So he, he even asked me what I'd be willing to pay for it. And I told him, like, 100 bucks Because uh, they go on eBay for, like, 125 And wow. then you got then you got eBay taking how much money out of your pocket. You got shipping, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm like, oh, I'll give you 100 bucks for it. 125 I didn't realize they were going for that much. Well, that's the Sega Genesis and the CD unit all at once. Oh, the butt well? Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's not a bad price. I mean, yeah. an XI goes for about 150 175 200 so which I would love to get an XI, but Mark snatched that up out of my hands. Um, so, yeah, so apparently I have to go back next Saturday and hopefully he tested it by then and put the price on it, which we'll see what happens. I mean, it's not something I'm going to, like, freak out if he wants too much money for it. I'll just tell him no. But he had, like... <clears throat> he had an Intellivision, he had an Intellivision 2, but they're all... He's like, I should really put a curtain up here on the shelves, or on these shelves. I'm like, why? He goes, well, a lot of these systems don't have, like, power supplies and stuff. I'm like, well, yeah, then you should put a, you should put a frickin' mm-hmm. curtain up. Or maybe you should just not have them on the shelves. Well, I think this... Literally, <laughs> it, felt, it felt like this guy has been hoarding stuff for 40 years, and his son made him put it on sale. Like, it, it, it's a really nice guy. But... There's no organization in the place at all. I mean, shit's just everywhere. And, yeah, it's... I think he goes to estate sales and just goes crazy. Mm, You know what I mean? He's one of those people. Uh, But he had some really cool shit in that store, like old turntables and... But the problem is you don't know if half of it works or not. It's just... It's there, you know? But, yeah, so I'm going to go back and see. Uh, He also had... An Odyssey 3000, which is uh, one of the Odysseys that has four games built into it. And he actually had it in a box. It looked complete. Mm. So I asked him to, well, how much you wanted for that? I was like, I don't know. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Could you figure out a price by the time I come back? 
Because, I mean, again, that's not really a thing I give a shit about, but, you know, the box was in actually really good shape. And I'm like, well, if I can get it for a decent price, I'll pick it up and put it in the collection. Yeah. We did figure out that I'm up to, for unique platform or platforms and everything, I think I'm up to 52 consoles, 54 in my collection. Something like that. So, yeah. I mean, I'll never have as much as JD that runs the the museum at MGC every year, but and that's not really my my goal. I just like having cool stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, but I eh, picked up uh, like nine games mm. on Saturday. I was kind of happy with it. Cool. Yeah. So as you were talking, Zoe came by. Okay. She kind of gave me a. Oh. <laughs> she went by uh, and reminded me that uh, when you when you talked about playing MLB. Um, we went to a Phillies game. Oh, nice! Uh, a week ago, Sunday, and it was obviously her first game. Yeah, <laughs> it was Mason's second game, first yeah. at a major league stadium, and the four of us were there, and uh, my dad and stepmom, because uh, he lives down there. So it was the Fanatics' birthday. So we got like ridiculously cheap tickets Hmm. and we, and they had fun. She wasn't feeling, Zoe wasn't feeling well, but she was there, you know, she kind of enjoyed herself. It just, it was a big thing with that many people, you know, all over the place. And at one point we got up and we walked all the way around the stadium. Uh, Mason found... Because uh, I told him, I said, what do you want to get? Because I have I have cash that I've been hoarding uh, from red envelopes from Chinese New Year and stuff like that. Sure. And I put all that away and said, this is, you know, I'm just going to save this for when we go do special things or when we go on vacations or when we go anywhere, which we haven't done in years. <laughs> so, nice. uh, so I have all this cash and I, I took like 150 bucks. I was like, that should be more than enough. And whatever huh. they want, whatever they want to do. And it was, it was way more than enough. I didn't even spend a hundred. Um, wow. I wanted to get a shirt, but I didn't get the chance to actually get anything for myself. <laughs> um, we walked in and he immediately wanted cotton candy. Of so course. he had his cotton candy and then he was bouncing off the walls. Uh, then he wanted, ice cream and then we went walking around and he found they have like this 18 wheeler this tractor trailer big thing and apparently they have them for of course every team in the league and then sure. on the back of the box it says collect all 30 and I'm like fuck you because <laughs> <laughs> it was like 25 bucks and I'm oh. like that's ah, it's only 25 bucks whatever it's fine you know, and that was the most expensive thing we got. Um, but he, he freaking loves it. Nice. And it's, it's actually a really nice thing. What surprised me is like the, the trailer, they, you can unhook the two of them. So the trailer can sit there and the, the front, the cab can just drive away. Um, but the back of the trailer opens up and you can put stuff in there. So he, he was loading it up with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Uh, and he loves it. He plays with it every day. So, um, you know, we, we went all over the stadium and everything and he was enjoying it and he had a lot of fun. Uh, and of course 
you know, she wasn't feeling well. We're like, we should go. It was like eighth inning, ninth inning, something like that. Sure. And I'm listening to it the whole way back. The two of them were out. <laughs> we got to the car and they were out cold, like the whole ride back. Um, but I'm listening to the game the whole way back. And of course I was like, Oh, if the, if the Phillies score here and they scored and it went into extra innings <laughs> and in like the 11th, uh, the Nationals scored one and I'm like, fuck. And I said, well, and Lou was kind of half paying attention, half doing other stuff. And I said, yeah. you know, if the Phillies score at least one, you know, they have one more chance. If they score one, they tie it. If they score two, they're going to win. And they got somebody on base and they scored. <laughs> they Jeez. ended up winning the game. <laughs> wow. Uh, but at the time we went to the game and they were like five and seven, I think at the time. And my dad is like, yeah, did you see they're in second place? I'm like, wait, what? They're in second <laughs> place. What the, f- how bad is the NL East right now that they're in second oh, place bad. at like five and seven. But I just, I just saw that they, they beat Milwaukee again today. So they're yeah. at 500 finally for the first time this season. Wait, they didn't beat them today. They haven't, they just started playing. Did they? Oh, wait. They, they beat them last, last night. What did I just see? Oh, was that last That was last night. Or maybe it was last night then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. They did just start playing top of the first. Yep. Look at that. Uh, yeah. So, but they're at 500. Yay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I don't expect much. But the cool thing was, like when we got home, I said, I said, did you have fun? He was like, yeah. Can we go again sometime? I was like, yeah, we can go down sometime this summer. You know, we'll find a time and we'll go down to a game. He's like, okay, <laughs> cool. It's like, I'll, I think he just wants to go for the cotton candy, but you know, whatever. <laughs> well, probably. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, it's it's cool. He's having fun. So, I would like to go to the Mets. And not to see the Mets, but just to see that new stadium. Because um, I've only been to Shea. Uh, and I actually looked. I'm like, well, the Phillies play the Mets a lot. So when are they playing them? Oh, they played them up here like like the first week of April, second week of April. Mm. And then they don't play them again up here until August oh, or geez. September. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> With interleague play, now suddenly they're not they're not playing them like every couple of weeks like they used to, you know? Right, right. So I don't know, you know, I'm I'm either going to see somebody else play or I'm going to wait until September to see the Phillies play the Mets up here. Yeah. So hmm. or that might be the only time they're playing on a weekend. The the other time is probably like the Monday through Wednesday or Thursday. We're not going to one of those games. So <sighs> But yeah, it's cool. It's fun that, you know, he enjoyed it. He he was having a good time there. She seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, she didn't know what was going on. She's exactly. like, there's a lot of people and there's just craziness. I don't know what the fuck all this is. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was cool. Cool. So. Nice. All right. Well, are we ready for a break? Yeah. I need some water. Uh, let's take a break. When we get back, uh, we'll talk about what's going on around PS Nation. My review of Severed for the PlayStation Vita. We'll see if we have any emails, even though there's no hate mail from last week. And uh, we'll get the hell out of here. We'll be right back.
We're back. And uh, now that Josh is back in the seat, he can take care of letting everybody know what's going on around PS Nation. Okay. So, the monthly question went up, and Matt and I had a discussion about this. <laughs> We're going to try to get the monthly question up within the first 10 days of the month rather uh-huh. than the last 10 days of the month. Okay. Because uh, that seems more... Monthly? Yes, more, hey, it's the monthly question for April, and it's now April 24th. <laughs> you know, I'd rather it get up early. Right. Uh, so that's kind of what we're aiming for now. Um, for April, uh, it was, what gaming collectible memorabilia is your most sentiment- sentimental and memorable item? <clears throat> And most of the staff responded. Uh, Glenn, Keith, Chaz, Andy, Sean, Ray, Ben, Matt. Oh, maybe not most. Sounds like Josh <laughs> is the only asshole. Uh, no, there's more people out there than me there. No, no, you're the only asshole. <clears throat> well, I'm the only asshole, but I'm yeah. not the only one that didn't respond. So, yeah, that's up there. And... You know, there's a thread for it on the forums if yeah. you want to add your two cents. And speaking of the forums, uh, like you said, Sean is trying to put up a new post every day to generate discussion there. And the Ratchet and Clank thread, it's up to 41 replies. Mm. And, and they're all into that one. Yeah. So that's a good one. Uh, there's, you know, the forums. They're <laughs> awesome. Yes, they so, are. Uh, last week on Daily Poll, that one, is this really the last yeah, I guess this was last week's, uh, was mainly about Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> okay. Uh, have you played the games? Uh, some big games are hitting today. What are you playing tonight? I feel like I did this one last week. Hmm. You or didn't do anything ago. last week, though. No, I mean two weeks ago. Ah. That's not possible, though, is it? No. I don't know. Okay, then he asked Ratchet or Clank. I swear I did this. Uh, <laughs> oh, which PS2 Sony IP would you like to see get the Ratchet treatment, movie and, and game remake? And which... Wait a second. <laughs> hey, I just realized his Thursday and Friday are the exact same thing. Oops. Oh no no no! They're not. I'm sorry. Which PS One era? You know you're going to get. You're just doing this because Andy called you <clears> out <throat> for not liking RPGs or something. <laughs> PS Two era IP for the movie and remake, and then PS One era IP for the ah. movie and remake. I see. And people actually put down Warhawk. <laughs> Did they actually play that PS One era Warhawk? That was I already mean, a movie. A really really bad movie. Uh, that was one of that was one of the two first games I bought for the PS1 when I bought it. Oh yeah, most people did with the system. And yeah, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't know what Keith's doing because he's doing it right now. He's playing Call of Duty Black Ops Three right now, which actually <laughs> I think would be pretty funny to watch. Yeah, 
He did uh, Octodad on Friday for the Fernandez's <laughs> Frustration Fridays. Uh, that was that. I was watching that before I did my pinball stream, and yeah, I was kind of laying into him pretty good. Damon was actually the one uh, on the party chat with him, but I was laying into him on the chat. <laughs> oh, all right, so uh what were the other two things all right so we're not going to do email there's one from ultra freaky about uh the ps4.5 uh actually being the nintendo nx and it's going to be the playstation nx and it's going to have nintendo games but we're no 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 that's just silly no and i'm not reading the email and no Mm -hmm. just no all right uh, but uh, one thing I keep forgetting, a couple of weeks ago, one of our listeners contacted me because at one point when we were talking about our PSPs and stuff like that, I mentioned that all I had at this point was my Go and my 3000. I, mm. you know, I, I still want to get my original 1000 back <laughs> because <laughs> that's the dream. Uh, but that I didn't have a 2000 and one of our listeners contacted me and said, Hey, I have a 2000 that I don't need you. I haven't used like in forever. I barely used it. And do you want it? Wow. And I said, well, what do you want for it? He's like, no, no, I'll just send it to you. He's like, just, and it's got some games. It's like, I'm never going to use it again. It's just sitting in a box. Just take it. Wow. So send it. It's Tom Tompkins. Thank you so much. It was awesome. Very nice of you. The cool thing is, and, and the, what I found to be the most interesting thing out of all this is that the games he sent along, uh, I have 139 PSP games. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't have like six or seven of the ten that he sent. <laughs> I was like, holy <laughs> shit! Because he's like, yeah, I got the games too, and I'm like, oh, I've got these, and I pull it out. I'm like, oh, I don't have that. I don't have that. Oh, I don't have that. I don't have. Holy shit! Wow. <laughs> yeah, which was really kind of cool. So I got I a bunch of games I never had too. Nice. Which is pretty awesome. So that was that was really fantastic. Um, he just boxed it up and sent it to me, and I, I really really appreciate that. Thank oh, you nice. so much. I just I kept forgetting to to mention that. Yeah. Um, but that's it. That's oh no no the reviews, <laughs> uh, which in the hundred night revival edition, uh, from Jason, uh, that he reviewed that on the PS3. This is now the. PS4, the Revival Edition, the Fancy Schmancy. Yeah. yeah uh, Skullgirl's Second Encore, which was another one that was out on other systems and has now gone to the Vita, and this is PlayStation TV compatible. Which is really cool. Which is really cool, and which is even cooler is that this is a $25 game that is cross-buy. Yeah. And cross-play. Yeah. So you can cross-play PS4 and Vita versions. You can't play cross-play to the PS3 version for whatever reason. But it is cross-buy and it is cross-play. So, oh, it's cross-buy for, I'm sorry. You can cross-play against all three. It's the cross-buy if you have the PS4 and the Vita. Okay. Not the PS3. That's where I got it wrong. So that's that. Uh, that was uh, MGC. Michael did that one. Uh, Invisible Ink 
Console Edition, which was the game I was talking about earlier, that was done by Matthew. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm waiting for it to load. Uh, yes, <laughs> at that. Um, and he has a pretty comprehensive review of it. The funny thing is, I didn't remember a single thing his from his review when I played it. Okay. I, I remembered that the security level keeps increasing, but yeah. I just didn't remember how or why. And I just glance here. Every five turns you take, the security level goes up. Oh, wow. So that's why I got like just swarmed <laughs> by the end there. And it becomes like a risk reward. You know, you, you get the main objective done you can get out, but there's all these cool side things that, sure. you know, you get more money, you can get more this, more that, that'll help you later on. So do you want to take that risk and go for these things? Uh, which is pretty cool. Ah. So yeah, yeah. They, they, they do some cool stuff in the game. So it makes it really a fun, fun game to play. And do, 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 Risk of Rain, which was another MJC production here. Yeah, it's a game that gets uh, harder and harder as you play it. It's meant and to troll you. He only reviewed the PS4 version because, for whatever reason, this is supposed to be cross-buy, according to all the documentation I see. Yeah. But it didn't show up for him as cross-buy. Somebody should have said something to me, because that happens to pre-release stuff sometimes, and I could have gotten that fixed. Yeah, well, now we know. Yeah. Uh, but it is crossed by, it is cross-play, and it is PlayStation TV compatible. Oh. Wait, how is that cross-play? I thought you were a single player in this. Uh, mm-hmm. No, no, you can actually Oh, play no, with... there is online multiplayer, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. Up to four players, yeah. And you can co-op, yeah. So, okay, so cross-play, nice. Yeah. So PlayStation 4 and Vita, PlayStation TV compatible, like I said. And yeah, that's that's a tough game. Yeah. So yeah, and that's what's going on around PS Nation. Cool. Uh, well, <clears throat> I mean, we already had the Severed Love Fest last week with the uh, developers, with Chris and Graham. So uh, we've already talked a little bit about what the story is all about, and I obviously don't want to get into any more of that just to stay away from spoilers. Uh, you know, full disclosure, I have not finished the game yet just because I haven't had a lot of time this week, but I'm really far into it. And uh, I'm definitely far enough into it to, to review it. And simply speaking, you know, it's it's funny. I've not played a true dungeon crawler in eons. Uh, and this one, you know, Drinkbox have just done such a great game, uh, a great job of um, making this game accessible but not making it too easy or too hard. You know, it, it's... They kind of teach you how to play it through some very cool mechanics, but at the end of the day, they don't have somebody walking walking you through it. They don't have anybody holding your hand, and there are no difficulty settings. You just get in and play the game. <clears throat> um, very little dialogue, uh, nothing spoken. It's all in text, uh, mainly in the flashback areas. Uh, but there are, I mean, there is dialogue here and there mainly with some of the things that you run into out in the, uh, in the wild. Uh, but, you know, it, it's it's a dungeon crawler through and through. Like we mentioned last week, kind of uh, harkening back to the days of, well, like I said, Might and Magic, but also the Bard's Tale, uh, games like that. Uh, but it's got that modern flair to it. So you're not just 
turning right 90 or, you know, turning right 180 or whatever. Uh, very smooth turns when you're controlling yourself through the dungeons. Uh, but you're not actually moving forward like a first-person shooter. When you move forward, it, it kind of phases toward the next square that you're going to be on. Uh, so kind of a cool mixture of old and new, and uh, really enjoying how, how they've done this. Uh, but controls-wise, like I mentioned, it's just D-pad to move around, and then the rest of the stuff happens on the touchscreen. Uh, but if you've ever listened to this podcast at all, you'll know I don't like touchscreen games normally, uh, especially stuff that, that's on like a tablet or a phone. And I don't play games on my tablet or my phone, really. I've got a couple on my, on my Google Pixel C that I use with a Bluetooth controller. But in terms of touchscreen stuff, I just don't do it. <clears throat> uh, but Severed is incredibly intuitive. It's incredibly well laid out. It's easy to pick up it's hard to master but it's not impossible by any means um you know it, it requires some precision to pull off some of the attacks that you need to do because they're directional but at the same time you don't have to be super precision that oh my god my my finger's too fat it's not gonna work you know um it really does work you know being able to just tap on that little circle that signifies uh, an enemy that's behind you or to your side. Uh, but you see that yellow filling up, uh, and you know that they're going to attack you. And you need to be able to pop over to that enemy and parry their attack so you can take you know take a few hits on them. Uh, it's all really intuitive. And it's, it's crazy to see how well a game can be done with the touch controls on a system like this when they take the time and actually figure it out. Uh, we've seen a lot of stuff on the Vita that, you know, it has touch controls, but it seems kind of forklifted in or, uh, you know, oh, it's on the Vita, we should do this. This, you can tell the game is built from the ground up for this control scheme. And as they mentioned last week, you know, it's, it's, it took them a lot longer to make this game, and I think that was because they took the time in part to, uh, to make sure this stuff works right. <clears throat> um, Graphics-wise, it's it's fantastic. It, it's that same art style that was in Guacamelee. Obviously, this isn't a 2D platformer anymore, though. Uh, it's, it's a 3D dungeon crawler. But just the, the graphic style works so well on not only the Vita, but that, on that beautiful screen that that thing has. You know, it's it's uh, it's a stunning game. Great character design, especially the enemies. You know, the enemies... They vary more and more as far as you get into the game, the farther you get in. And, and just the designs on the enemies themselves is ridiculously cool. Like, every one of them has their own weak points, and every one of them guards a different way. And, and it's not just because of the graphics, but it's because of how everything is designed and how the animation's done uh, that makes the game so playable. It's a compelling story, uh, which it's it takes a rare developer to be able to... to non-verbally get a story across as well as these guys do. You know, they did it in Guacamelee. They've done it even better here. And it's, it's really good. Um, Interface-wise, like I said, very intuitive, not just for the attacks, not just for uh, finding your enemies, but the upgrade system is very intuitive as well. Uh, it's all touch-based. Uh, going to your map, you know, you can just tap the upper right-hand corner and boom, your map comes up and you can look all around. Uh there's a lot of, you know, you're going to have to backtrack a little bit to go find a switch to do something to open this gate that you just came to that, that's that's closed. 
Uh, but having that map available is 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 great. You know, we we were joking about the whole uh, graph paper thing last week, but I'm glad they didn't do that. Like I said, if it was on the PS4, maybe, but on a handheld, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. Uh, save system works really really well. Uh, you know, it being on a handheld, you never know when all of a sudden you need to shut things down and go. Uh, the save system handles things really well, but also, just like I said last week, the checkpoint system is, is very well done. Uh, if you get into an encounter that you can't get through and you, and you die, you're not going to redo a bunch of the game. They're going to give you a really well-placed checkpoint, and you're going to be right back in that action pretty quickly. Um but it, it it it's it's funny. I mean, the game induces stress when it's supposed to, and it really does get stressful. I mean, your health is low, and all of a sudden you see this. So whenever you're going to have an encounter, there there are no random encounters. You you always know when you're going to be an encounter, encountering an enemy, and there's like this flame kind of floating in, in midair, and you know your health might be down to half. You haven't found any food yet, and you see that flame there, and you're like, oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll look around and see if I can find some food. And you just know that flame is there and you can't find any food. You're like, oh, God, all right, let's do this. Let's see what I have to deal with. Let's hope it's not a new enemy that I have to figure out, you know, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's really cool. And I'm, and you'll see. So um, on the 26th when the reviews come out, I have a video ready to go. It's actually a direct capture gameplay video uh, showing me play the game for about 35 minutes it's, uh, which isn't a, a big chunk of the game by any means uh, it's, it just kind of walks you through the tutorial and some of the gameplay that sort of thing <clears throat> you'll see right on there like I'm joshing the game like crazy because it just seems like there's got to be hidden stuff somewhere you know <laughs> so you, you'll see me just doing 360s every night like every square like oh let me look around here a little bit let me do this uh, and, the, you know, there are occasions where you will find something. You're not looking up and down, which is really cool. Like, you're only dealing with side, side to side. Uh, but you'll find, like, pots that you can break open with your sword. And, and uh, you'll even have some pots that uh, have, have, like, poison gas in them. So you have to learn which pots to hit and which, which not. <laughs> yeah. Which, the first time that happened, you'll see it in the video. I'm like, what the hell? You know, and <clears throat> I'm hitting it. Then I figured out you can see something on, on the pot that's different. And that, that'll uh, tell you which ones are which. Um, but you do. I mean, you need to look around. You're you're looking for a key. You're looking for an item. You know, it. it there is no time limit on it. You know, so take the time to look around. Maybe you'll find a cool upgrade for your weapon. Maybe you'll find some food that you need. You know, you never know. But it's funny the things that they do in this game. If they were in any other game, I would probably be annoyed at it. The backtracking. The. Um, the touch controls in general. Uh, the fact that there are some gates that only open when it's uh, the sun symbol is showing or when the moon symbol is showing on, the, on these certain obelisks. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff usually annoys the shit out of me. And I just adore this game. It doesn't bother me at all. It feels really natural. It, it's, it all points to just really good design. You know, it, It's such a polished game. Uh, audio is the same way. The music, the soundtrack is fantastic, and it fits the game perfectly. Uh, monster sounds, your sounds, everything is extremely well done. Um, I can't recommend this game enough. It's a must-have for PS Vita. It is. It, even if you don't like dungeon crawlers in general, try it. Because I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy it. 
Uh, it, it is. It is an absolute must-have for the Vita. Um, yeah. It, 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 I'm try- I can't think of anything negative, really. That's the weird part about it, too. Uh, I guess negative is uh, that it makes me kill my PlayStation Vita's battery. <laughs> and I have to charge it before I can keep playing. Uh... Yeah. I'm serious. I I didn't know what to expect because, <clears throat> I mean, it's always been a game that's interested me. I remember you and I both playing it at P- the first PSX a couple of years ago. Yeah. And both of us were like, wow, I don't know, man. This seems like it's going to be really tough. And, you know, I remember both of us kind of thinking the same thing. Like, ah, oh, it's cool because it's a drink box and, and I love what they do. But, woo, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be really – It's it turned out so freaking good. And I kind of knew that from the last PSX. Because they actually, uh, when I get, I'm not kidding when I was talking to them. Like, every time I see these guys, their booth is always just jam-packed. People playing this game. And he actually pulled out another Vita with the game on it. And I sat behind their booth, behind the curtain, on a chair, and played the game in peace. Because that was the only way I could get to it. And here I thought I played for like 10, 15 minutes, and I played for like 45 minutes. And that told me right there that they're doing something right because I lost total track of time. And that's what's happening with the game now is I'm playing it and I just lose track of time. And it's taken me a a lot longer to get through it because I'm joshing the game a little bit. And it doesn't bother me. Like, usually I'm Mr. No, I just got to get through, just power through, power through. And I'm, I'm enjoying so much just the exploring aspect of it. And, and it's not like it's open world or something. I mean, you have a map. You have an actual laid-out dungeon, and most of it is dungeon. You do go outside sometimes, but it, it's dungeon. And normally that kind of thing I just want to get through. And I'm, I'm finding myself just taking my time and, and really drinking it all in and checking every nook and cranny. And it, it, it's pretty astounding how they've done this for, for, to make me change how I play a game. So uh, I'm going to give it a 9.0. And I, like I said, I think it's a must-have for everybody. It really is. Even if you're not into... I mean, it's not really an RPG. It, it, it's light RPG because uh, you're dealing with upgrades and that sort of thing. But even if you're not into the genre that you think it is, I'm telling you right now you're probably going to enjoy it. It it really does kind of bridge a lot of genres that you're normally used to liking or not liking, and I think it it's just something really specially unique and specially good. Um, yeah, man, it's a great game. So definitely check it out. Cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see what they're doing next. Honestly. <laughs> All right. Oh, what? Oh, oh, somebody started another stream up or something. My phone just flipped out again. I don't know. Um, all right. So we're not doing emails at all. No. Wow. Cutting this bit short. Uh, so next week. So one thing that we're trying to do, uh, and I think I mentioned this before, but uh, I have been talking to the gentlemen that have the Nintendo PlayStation prototype. And we're trying to find uh, a workable day to get them on the podcast so we can talk a little bit about that. If you guys have any questions about that, I will start a thread on the forums, or you can shoot us an email. Uh, But we're going to try to get those guys on the podcast so we can talk a little bit about some video game history, uh, albeit the 
Nintendo PlayStation. So uh, we're going to have that coming up. I don't know if it'll be this week, next week. We're not really sure. Uh, but yeah, and then next week I'll probably be doing the full review of that Amped Wireless Extender, they call it. Uh, reviewing that on the podcast and getting that written done. And uh, we'll see what happens from there. I don't know if Josh is going to have a review by then either. Uh, hmm. We're we'll recording see. a little bit different the next few weeks. We're doing stuff yeah. on the weekends and that sort of thing. So yeah. Josh's uh, time is limited for the next few weeks. Yes, and we will see uh, what Josh has. Yeah, that Josh guy. What a dick. Yes. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck that guy. <clears throat> so... Uh, once again, thanks to Sam for filling in last week. It was a it was a great time. We've gotten some fun comments off that. Uh, thanks to everybody that's downloaded the uh, the the side quest and listened to it. Uh, looked at the numbers. Holy crap! It uh, did pretty well. So uh, hopefully the guys keep it up and and you know please send some feedback in. We do have a forum just for the side quest. If you go to the podcast section on our forums, you'll see the side quest up there. Uh, leave some feedback if you could, because that's the only way they're going to get better. They won't listen to us. They'll listen to you guys. <laughs> not listening to us. Yeah, they'll never listen to us. <laughs> I mean, what do we know? <laughs> uh, but thanks for checking that out, folks, and, and thanks to everybody that's been giving feedback already. That's uh, that's very very helpful. Uh, yeah, keep your eyes on on the forums and keep your eyes on the, on the twitters and everything else. And like I said, if you're an Atelier fan or if you just want to hear me, probably get creepy and weird. Uh, we'll be doing that stream of that new Atelier game for PS4 this week sometime, probably on Wednesday. Uh, if you want, go to our YouTube channel and just do a search on Atelier and you'll find the one from two years ago I did. Then you'll know what to expect. <laughs> so, eh, what am I going to do? Yeah, I got to take one for the team on this one. I'm not- uh, but I think having Andy like sitting there on the stream. Yeah. Would be good. Oh, I think so too. If they have the time, yeah. So I'll have to talk to them and see if they have a night free. We'll see what we can do. I can even see about getting them on chat or something. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right. Uh, you got anything else, Josh? Um, just watching the Flyers one minute and four seconds away from the end of their season. Nobody cares. Yes, they do. Well, be happy because your Phillies are beating the Brewers one to nothing right now. All right. God dang it. Well, uh, but this is a big thing. Like, Washington has gotten... Washington has had great teams over the last couple of years, and they keep getting knocked out in, like, the first round. Yeah. <laughs> and this year, they ran away with it. Like, nobody was even close to, to them. They were first overall by a wide margin, and they were up... I think it was... Th- yeah, it was three games to none on Philly. Jeez. And then Philly won the last two. And the last game, Washington had 44 shots. Philly had 11. Yeah. And Philly won 2-0. <laughs> so it was like, it was creeping back in. Like, Washington's like, oh, shit, really? Is this happening again? And right now they're winning one nothing with 30 seconds to go in the game. So uh. they're probably going to close it out and <clears throat> knock out Philly. But I, I said, to, I, I was actually down at the stash a couple weeks ago. Oh, cool. And I was talking to Walt because I mean, his devils are not in and you know, my flyers barely made it in. And I, I said, look, they weren't supposed to be in the playoffs at all. Right. I said, so, I mean, just that they're there is great. I don't expect them to win anything. I said, maybe they'll win one, 
maybe two games against the Caps. Yeah. I said, but I don't see them doing anything. And I said, I don't care who wins. I said, I, whoever wins, I want that team to win the cup. Right. Because the Caps have never won the cup. And I went to school down there and, you know, this is their best shot at doing it. And uh, I'd, I'd like to see them actually win it this year. Uh, and they knocked out the Flyers. There you go. <laughs> so actually, so, uh, well, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. Yeah. No, yeah. So I want to see them win the cup. The, okay. The, that's my team now. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. People Same. care. Uh, so two things, because I wanted to bring up that extra life, uh, the, the people that we don't have the email addresses for, yes. but before that, uh, there was something I was going to mention. I totally forgot. So with the new firmware update on PS4, uh, some people found out that they're actually allowing four terabyte hard drives now, uh, like oh, in, yeah. natively. Yeah. So a lot of people have been asking about drives and we're like, Oh, what about this one? Is this one going to work? Is this one going to work? So far, I do not see a four terabyte drive available for for purchase that will work in the PS4 uh, in terms of a laptop sized hard drive. Um, so if you have the Nyko data bank, yeah, that'll still work, and even on the on the original model, it's, it'll still work, and you you shouldn't have the problems anymore with it. But what you have to look for for a laptop drive, so number one, the drive has to be two point five inch, and the big part that isn't uh, being met yet is the height of the drive. So the height of the drive, the four terabyte laptop drives that are out there now are all 15 millimeters high. That is too big. It will not fit in the caddy and it will not fit in the slot. Sony's going to tell you one thing. I'm going to tell you something else. And I have photographic proof to prove this. Um, Sony's going to tell you that it has to be 9.5 millimeter height to work. That's true, it'll work, but a 12 mil- millimeter height drive will also work. 12, mil- 12 millimeter is tight, but it will fit in the Caddy, and it will fit in the PS4. I've done it. I have pictures, I've tweeted it, I've done it, it'll work. So, more than likely, when we finally get a 4 terabyte drive that's going to fit, it's probably going to be a 12 millimeter because it has more platters. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to get a 4 terabyte at least soon that's going to be a 9.5 millimeter so uh just know that and uh you know for everybody asking that's what you have to look for uh every one of the ones on amazon every one of the ones on Newegg right now that i've seen tiger direct etc have all been 15 millimeter in height and that will not work in the ps4 so don't waste your money so just wanted to say okay uh let me get to the Winners here. Yeah, I can I think that person must have tweeted me because I can't find it in my email. Oh, okay. Skimming through. <clears throat> okay. I'll find it in Twitter. Jeez. Uh, uh, I hate search on Twitter. Uh, so extra life winners that we do not have an email address for. Let me see if this person does because this one looked a little weird. Oh, and. Before you get to that, yeah. Fuck you, 2016. Prince now too. Yeah, yeah. And Pat Oswalt's wife. Yeah. Like just died in her sleep. Fucked up, man. Yeah, this sucks. Um. But did you see Minneapolis? Was Minneapolis is awesome. Minneapolis like, is awesome. Yeah. Like the whole city 
went purple and everybody went downtown and yeah. there was like a huge dance party with just Prince's music going well, on. Well, a lot of people went down to First Ave. First Ave um, is kind of where everything awesome. is. The Target, uh, the, 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 the arena is there. Target arena is there and, and a lot of restaurants and everything. Well, there's a bar called First Avenue. Now, that used to be Prince used to own that bar. And First Avenue is a great place. It's a great venue. We've seen the Reverend Horton eat there once. And there's actually kind of a side stage as well. Uh, they call it the side entrance. Um, but that's where Prince used to hang out all the time. And there was a huge group that went down to First Ave. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything went purple. And Google went purple. That was crazy. And now we're seeing videos of pretty much every band in existence doing Prince songs. And uh, the best thing ever, though, out of all the Prince stuff is that a video surfaced of back in 2011, he's doing a show and Kim Kardashian gets on the stage and he literally looks at her and says, you got to get off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best. Get that talentless, you know, what off here. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's tough. I mean, even with all the weirdness with him and, and uh, the guy was so talented and, and yes. such like great insane insane it he played literally like for his albums he played every single instrument yeah he he did the writing the producing everything his entire house was wired for sound so wherever he wanted to decide to record he could just stop and start recording yeah. anywhere yeah. he was in his house uh, <clears throat> like i went back and i looked real quick i was like what do i have of his and i only had a cup just like three or four albums really and a bunch of singles yeah um but i I made sure I got his entire discography um, because he was he's innovative and just so different. And did you see the video of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh, my God. With for George Harrison, the invention for George Harrison and Tom Petty. And I'm watching it and I'm like, is that the guy from ELO? What the fuck? And it was yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so Tom Petty, the guy from ELO, all these people, the freakiest thing about that video is that George Harrison's son is standing just off behind Tom Petty the whole time. Right. And he's a dead ringer for George Harrison. Oh yeah. It's big just, time. it's, it's creepy because George Harrison was dead at the time. Yeah. And his son is right there and looks exactly like him. <laughs> and it's not till the very end of the song that Prince steps in from the because he was playing off to the side. He steps in from the side and holy Just shit. Wails. That get, he was one of the he's probably the best guitar player alive at the at that point. Yeah. And I'd agree. Fuck man. <laughs> he was amazing. Yeah, he was amazing in terms of just musicianship and all the songs that he wrote and all the people that I mean, you think of all the hits that he had, even all the hits that other people had with songs he wrote for them. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. No, I, I I've always been a fan. I actually have a lot of his albums. I don't have all of them because the guy put a lot of music out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, I, I'd say like the only probably good thing that came out of all this is we know about that huge vault of stuff that he has. Oh, I know. And he, 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 there was an interview a few years ago and somebody asked him about it. They're like, you know, what's, what's with this vault? Is any of that stuff going to get released? And he actually said, I just watched the video. He just, he goes, uh, I probably don't have time to release it, but he goes someday, somebody will release it all, which tells me he's not going to, he didn't have anything in his will to block it. You know, I get to see Prince like, if I die, just burn the house down. Yeah. See, that would be amazing because 
and I was talking to my wife about that. I said, look, he, he has a vault yeah. that's just filled with video and music and all kinds of stuff that's been stacked in there forever. Cause yeah. he writes songs every day and 90% of it never gets released. I, we could be listening to new stuff from him for the next 40 years. And I'd be okay <laughs> somebody, with that. If somebody wants to release it, you know, bit by bit, yeah. this could go on for a long freaking yeah. time. It yeah. would be amazing to see some of that stuff. Yeah, hopefully, I, I really do hope something like that comes out of all this at least, but it, it, it is. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a big hit. You know, I put the Super Bowl video up. He did the, the, the halftime show for Super Bowl uh, in 2007. Mm, and yeah. I would, in my opinion, it's about the only Super Bowl per- performance worth watching in the last 15 years. And, you know, it was just pouring rain. And there's, there's some in this video, there were the producers around there like he's on this because the, the stage was his symbol back then when he was having that problem with Warner. And they're like, this thing is super slick. And he's got the twins out there dancing and the band's all going crazy. And he's out there in, in eight inch heels and the thing's super slippery and the show went off without a hitch. Like, they were all worried that he wouldn't do it because it's raining. He's like, can it rain more? Because, <laughs> you know, he lives in <laughs> Prince World, and he's just going to order more rain. But it was such – I mean, I hate the halftime shows usually. I usually yeah. walk away. And I remember sitting there and watching that. I, I made sure. I'm like, Prince is not going to, like, let them pull some bullshit on him. And he didn't. It was It was a Prince show. And he didn't even play his own song until the very end of it. Yeah, he covered – Best of You from Best of you. Yeah, he did uh, Along the Watchtower. He did uh, everybody else's songs. And then he did, which I think is kind of fitting, Purple Rain with that downpour that was happening. Uh, yeah. And they had all the purple lights going and everything. It was perfect. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's big. And I almost went up to Minneapolis. If I was in better shape right now, I was thinking about driving up. But um, it's 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 a big blow to me because he was one of the artists that I, I was really into and um, I was listening to him pretty much all week at work. It's you know I have him on my playlist, but I was listening to some really kind of more obscure shit during the week. So yeah, it sucks. It really sucks, yeah. especially so young. Man, yeah, it's crazy. So all right, uh, extra life winners. So I've gotten a lot of responses back already. Thank you, folks, for that. By the way. Uh, so here's some people that I don't have email addresses for. Uh, David Keck, who won the Talos Principle Deluxe Edition, which is a physical edition, I believe. Um, let me see here. Sorry, this list is huge. Um, yeah. Our writer, John. Luckily, I had his email address. Ahem. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh. James Ward, who won the Disney Infinity 3.0 prize pack. <laughs> James Ward. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me And let me go to the email here because I've gotten some auto responses. Uh, gosh. I wish there was an easier way to do this. Uh, Mary Jane and Ken Vogel. They won the Art of Uncharted trilogy book with a Naughty Dog t-shirt. Shit. Yeah. Guess who's going to be stealing that from me if these people don't email me back? Me. His name is rhymes with me. Rosh Dangford. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, and then the, yeah, this person too, Sean Slavic. I'm getting uh, errors back on your email address. 
Uh, you won a copy of Rocket League, and you won the Blue Yeti Blackout Edition USB mic. Yeah. Okay, did anybody win, like, a copy of Just Cause 3 that I could get? That <laughs> we didn't claim? have one. Uh, let me make sure Shit. that's it. Oh, wait, here's another one. Oh, that's the same one. James Ward, I already said. And James Ward. Okay, so that's it. So if you folks are listening to the podcast, please shoot an email to glenn at psnation.com. Uh with your real email address and actually if you could let me know how much you donated so I can at least try to verify this somewhat instead of some asshole like making a Gmail account no no it's really me Uh, Mm, tell me how much you donated and uh, shoot an email to glenn at psnation.com that's glenn with two N's and let me know what your email address so I can get uh, your shipping info and everything please if not uh, you got 30 days if not in 30 days, we're going to do something else with that stuff. In other words, Josh Lankford's going to drive here from New Jersey and steal some of that shit from me. Yep. <sighs> so, just saying. Actually, I'm, I'm back through January, and I still can't find a tweet about that. So, <laughs> remember where that was. That's it's fine. probably in there somewhere. That's fine. So, all right. Well, let's get the hell out of here. I got a four-hour drive ahead of me. Thanks very much for listening, folks. Again, uh, the podcast next week will probably be recorded on Saturday. Uh, so if you have any questions for the Nintendo PlayStation guys, just in case we get that set up for this week, please shoot those questions over to podcast at psnation.com or uh, check out the thread that I'll start in the forums about that as well. So uh, until then, Josh, you're all done? I am. All right. Let's get the frick out of here. Get out to play some games. Have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. Now that Sam set the precedent for being all sexy, you gotta step up your game. Oh, damn it. I already stopped. (laughs) So back at Largo, working on my craft. Trying to avoid future ice storms. Around that time, the film director, Paul Thomas Anderson, was hanging around at Largo. He had just had a big success with his first movie, Boogie Nights. And he was about to do another movie. And he got friendly with a lot of the people that performed at Largo. When I said to a bunch of us, hey, I'm, I'm doing this new movie. It's called Magnolia. I want to put some Largo people in it. Nothing big. Just have people in small parts. It would just be fun to have you guys there. I think, okay, great. And he says, why don't you come by my house on Sunday? We're going to read through the script. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. We'll have you read a few different parts, and we'll see which fits best. I think, okay. So I go to his house. Now, he had neglected to tell me that his house was a mansion. I understand that's very hard to fit in a conversation and not seem gauche, right? Hey, come by my house on Sunday. Don't be freaked out that it's a mansion. But I wish he had told me because I got there, I had never seen anything like this in my life and I instinctively knew I did not belong in there, right? Now, this is in my, in my memory. In my memory, it was this gigantic mansion. It could have been a three-bedroom house, right? <laughs> but this is more luxury than I've ever, ever seen. And I'm standing out in front of this place like, I do not belong in there. The getting yelled at potential is enormous. <laughs> I might as well be by the side of the road in an exterminator uniform standing next to two other stooges, right? <laughs> so I go into this house. And I'm met by an assistant to the production. The assistant says, hey, come on in. Did you have a chance to look at the script? 
And I said, no, I haven't. And the assistant says, oh. And I say, why did you make that noise at me? And the assistant says, well, um, it's kind of a big script, and you're responsible for about a dozen two- to three-line parts that are scattered throughout this very big script. And uh, if you miss any of the roles that you're supposed to read, which is very easy to do because they are kind of hard to find in there, you would be bringing the entire reading to a halt. Let's take a look at that script then. (laughs) So the assistant hands me the script, which is the size of the phone book. And I have to comb through this phone book-sized script and find all the parts that I am to read. And it's tricky, because I don't know if you've seen the movie Magnolia, but the plot is everyone in the phone book starts talking to each other. So I have the script, and I have the list of the characters that I am to play and the page, pages upon which they appear. So I am the first to arrive. I'm sitting at this table, and I'm frantically flipping pages and circling the names of the characters that I am to play so I don't miss any. Flipping and circling, flipping and circling. Famous people start to show up and sit at the table, and I think to myself, do not look at those famous people. They will distract you from your flipping and circling. So I'm flipping, circling, flipping, circling. Finally... There is one seat left at the table, right next to me, and in this seat sits Tom Cruise. And I say, do not look at Tom Cruise under any circumstances. Get back to your flips and circles. Well, I don't have a chance to ignore Tom Cruise, because Tom Cruise taps me on the shoulder and says, hi, I'm Tom. Hi, the most famous person in the world. I'm Paul. Tom, did you say? I heard it's good to repeat people's names when you first meet them so you won't forget Tom. Not Dom Cruise. So the reading begins. I'm terrified that I have missed some names in my flipping and circling. And of course I have. Of course I have. And I know this every time a leaden silence falls over the room. And I see the director pointing at me frantically as if to say, it's you, stupid. The seventh time this happens. The seventh time. I have ground the reading to a halt. Tom Cruise, laughing, taps me on the shoulder and goes, you got to pick up on those cues, buddy. (laughs) Do I need this from you? Hey, everyone, if you're wondering who is wrecking this entire afternoon, the most famous person in the world would like to point that person out to you. So, uh, reading ends. I run out of that place like it is on fire. (laughs) And I feel like, okay, I have one chance to redeem myself at the actual filming. Get to the filming. uh, And 
it is uh, in an actual mansion, another mansion that is being rented for the day. And I think well, it's twice the potential to get yelled at. It is a rich person's home, and it's a place of business for the afternoon. <laughs> so I am freaking out being in this place. I've never been on a movie set before. The director gathers everyone into the kitchen of this mansion. He's telling us what we're going to be doing that day. I'm trying to pay attention to him, but it's really tough, you know? I'm trying to... It's so racked with nerves that I can't concentrate on what he's saying because all I am thinking is, I don't know what to do with my arms. <laughs> right? He is talking, and I'm just thinking to myself, how do arms go again? <laughs> so finally... I espy in front of me, there's this uh, table. I'm in this little breakfast nook. There's this table. And I think, okay, why don't you lean on that table? You're now allowed to lean as much as you like. This will solve your arms problem. So I lean on the table. And you know those tables where it's not all one piece, but it's just like a tabletop that's resting on a base? It's really convenient if you want to take the tabletop off and clean it separately, or if you want to lean on one end of it and send a bunch of cups and bottles flying all over the place. Well, I was not taking the tabletop off to clean it. So I lean on this thing, and cups and bottles go everywhere. Every single person in the room goes, Whoa! Legendary actor Jason Robards This was to be his final film Shortly after the movie is released Jason Robards will shuffle off this mortal coil And die before he goes to his reward Jason Robards got to see me Knock over these cups and bottles and go Whoa So the rest of the day, I'm convinced, well, everyone here hates me. And when they look at me cartoon style, I just become a pile of cups and bottles. <laughs> Makes me even more nervous to perform my scene, which consists of three sentences. I have to say three sentences. I am on the phone with uh, the actor Philip Seymour Hoffman now. Scene begins. I am in another room in the house. I am not on camera yet. I am literally phoning in my performance live <laughs> on a phone in this rich person's study. I'm sure there were stuffed dead things in there. I'm listening to the scene take place. Just hearing it over a phone, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman and Jason Robards doing some of the acting of their lives. This high drama scene. All of the people in the cast and crew are like crowd around watching this happening. I'm on the other end of this phone thinking to myself, just say the things that you are supposed to say. Don't say things you are not supposed to say. Don't say things like a racial epithet or a recipe or your own name. I'm not even on camera. I'm not even on camera. So I'm sweating blood like our Lord in the garden. <laughs> so they film that scene, and I get through it, and then it's time for the camera to be on me, and I think, oh, how am I going to get through this? This is going to freak me out. I notice there's a lot less people around for my part of the scene than there was for the movie stars. 
The director might not even be there. It seems like someone just turned on the camera and walked out of the room. So I have my suspicion that my on-camera role will not make it to the finished product. The movie is about to come out. I am at Largo. I'm waiting to be introduced. I'm about to go on stage. And then there before me appears the director, Paul Thomas Anderson. He says, hey, I know you're about to go on. I just wanted to come down in person and tell you um, I'm really sorry, but I had to cut you out of the movie. And I said, I totally understand. Thank you for having me at all. It was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. He goes, yeah, yeah, listen. uh, and, And just so you know, I'm not going to stay and watch your set. (laughs) Not sure why that needed to be said. There's still such a thing as lying, right? For some reason, it was important for him that I know, oh, and I'm also cutting you out of my evening. (laughs) 